0: Ethereal planes, cults, demon children, monsters, and fog. Lots and lots of fog. So come along with us as we journey into the fog to discuss all things silent ill. Up, moon goons. Welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad, they're scary. I'm your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. Uh, with me today is not Aaron. He's still pussing out on hiatus somewhere. Uh, Nachos is not here. Neither is Chris Samples, and that's okay because I don't need any of them. I need an expert in today's subject matter because uh, we're we are we, we're doing Silent Hill. We're doing a uh, retrospective of the games the movies. So I needed somebody who knows their shit. Who's been in the fog with me, who knows what they're talking about. And so none other than Mr. Cincinnati Jeff. That's right. Cincinnati Jeff from Here Comes the Spooky is joining me again today.
1: What's going on, everybody? That's right. <laughs> the fans out there for the Horrible Horror Podcast asked for less nachos. So we are giving you less nachos. <laughs> less nachos. Uh yes,
0: yeah, that was an actual request. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um we love you buddy but uh yes no that guy's (laughs) that guy's at home right now with salmonella because he pet a turtle and then he fucking didn't have the foresight as an almost 40 year old to wash his hands before he ate food (laughs) f that guy i love that guy true story true story yeah that's a real thing that's a real thing listeners (laughs) we love him though
0: all right so nachos get better soon get over your just wash your fucking hands. You filthy animal. <laughs> we love to um, hate you. <laughs> uh, but I've been wanting a little background about, about uh, what we're doing this week. Um, one, we are covering silent Hill, as we've said a couple times now, um, we're, co- we're going to cover the games, uh, and the movies, or at least the first three games, the big three, we might briefly gloss over some of the others, but we're going to mostly focus on the first three. Um, there's some I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, cause I know why back, um, uh, On Here Comes Spooky, they've uh, they've been doing the Resident Evil series. Uh, I think, how far have you guys gotten? Have you gotten through Code Veronica? I know that. Uh, So,
1: yeah. So, we've done 0, 1, 2, 3, and Code Veronica. So, Aaron was like, The OG one. Yeah, he's like, we can do some more. And I was, like, talking to Nachos. I was like, I mean, I want to do more. But, like, the hard part about doing more is, like, the next game is five. <laughs> five sucks
0: because I guess you are just not going to cover four.
1: Uh, well, no, no. We, I'm sorry, we did do four. We did do four. We did do four. We did do four. We I did do we did do, okay. we did do uh, the next gen. I do apologize because okay. that one was a recent one. Yeah, yeah. So now we're we're up to five, and it's just like how much time can I really spend on Chris punching that rock? Yeah. I mean, God damn, that movie. But anyway, um,
0: and in, uh, in the past, like we did cast, we did a brief talk of Castlevania, and we wanted to do some. And I love Silent Hill. Uh, Aaron never got into it. Back in the day, like he was a Resident Evil guy through and through. Like he, I don't know if he even ever played the first game. I don't know. Uh, my my buddy in high school, Ty, that was friends with us, he was a guy I could talk Satan Hill with. Um, but so I'm excited to do this. I've been looking for it, and I wanted to find. You know, I'm lucky that somebody else who has experience with the games, like uh, Eric or Cincinnati Jeff, uh, is. Nice to have on because Aaron would be like, oh, I don't know what any of that is. I don't know what to talk about. So, <laughs> so I
1: had a very similar experience growing up. Like, and even talking to Nachos, he's like, "Look, I've played the first one, familiar with you know the second one a little bit, and some of the third. I don't think he's beaten those, but like, I didn't really have a lot of friends who played this franchise. Everybody, in myself included, right? They're from the whole, uh, the Resident Evil camp.
0: Yeah. Well. I mean, Resident Evil did come out first. Uh, come out uh, a few years beforehand, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, what, 96? I think was the first Resident Evil. Cyan Hill came out in 99, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and Grant, yeah, so it did kind of get the cornerstone on the market because it was like kind of the first massive, massively successful one to hit. But there's some... And I don't get me wrong. I loved Resident Evil. Loved them. Still love the games. But there's something about Cyan Hill, to me, that was... I think better, dare I say, better than Resident Evil because they were by far the scarier of the games. Absolutely. They, they were like, between jump scares, just intense moments and the psychological what the fuck's going on, mess with your head shit. Cyan Hill had, like just knocked Resident Evil out of the water and all that. Because Resident Evil then, barely after the first game, and even halfway through the first game, it became more of a just a, uh, almost more of a just, I I want to say more of like an action-adventure game with puzzles and a case shooting some weird monsters and zombies. Silent Hill was seen seen kind of kept that suspenseful horror throughout the entire game, throughout at least the first three games, I will say that. Like, after that, then maybe, I don't know. But I just there's something about Silent Hill that always just resonated with me and I still hold very dear. Um, With that said, um, let's start off. We're going to start with the games first. I think I said this. So we're going to start with Silent Hill 1 and work our way through. Um, Now this is not going to be like a regular episode we're not going to i'm not going to break down the game scene by scene and how to play because i you didn't, i'm not doing that but I've, i'm going to talk about some of the main locations in the game some of the memories i have of this game we'll talk and uh since now you've got some more probably more in-depth notes on it maybe about its development uh the people behind it at least since the first game i have some of that in the second third but uh so if you have any let's talk with that let's start with the any background information that you have that we want kick kick this off with for the yeah. first one. Yeah.
1: So, um, the oh, Silent hold Hill Oh, you go. Oh yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm having past blue ribbon because later we're going to I'm going to mention blue velvet. <laughs> there we go. Mm. All
0: right. right. Mhm. And let's go.
1: Past blue ribbon. All right. So, uh, the Silent Hill franchise is sadly a Konami owned IP. Yes. That being said, Konami hates you. Konami, <laughs> Konami does not like you. At all, as as a as a gamer, Konami <laughs> likes money uh, from pachinko machines and shit like that. So, like, they have very upfront been like, nah, we're not gonna really make video games anymore." Like, occasionally, let's one squeeze out. So, um, with that being said, know that because I bring that up because Konami is a terrible place to work, and <laughs> Team Silent, which is what eventually this team was called yes. in 1996, this this was just a group of like four guys and. I'm a white guy from the Midwest, so if I mispronounce their names, go ahead and correct me. But know that I don't care. <laughs> uh, so these 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 uh, Japanese gentlemen were sort of outcasts in Konami, and they had worked on other franchises that either they didn't fit in with the team or their ideas themselves didn't pan out. So they were just kind of like on their last leg. They like they were gonna leave the company. Konami's like just throw the four of these guys together and work on a budget. They wanted to make a budget Hollywood horror movie type of game so basically they wanted to do a Resident Evil ripoff right that was Konami's that was Konami's uh, direction and they were like okay fine so uh, you know the thing about this was is that um, because they were like the redhead stepchild inside of Konami Mm -hmm. they were very much left alone to their own devices they had a very small budget and it was just a small group of guys and so when they started out it was like a 2D game like but you know on next gen which was the PlayStation yeah. at the time.
0: Yeah, well, it's just uh, the first one came out on I think the first PlayStation. Yeah, PS PlayStation 1, PS1 one mm-hmm.
1: was the first game. And so like Konami just never really checked on him. So <laughs> they were just like, you know what? Fuck the limits of their plan and they ended up like deciding that they're just going to make their own type of game. And they were like instead of this action horror stuff, they wanted to do more of a play on your emotions kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were like, let's do this psychological horror, fear of the unknown kind of stuff. So the plot is very vague in the game, which I, I love yeah. in the first game. Um, it- and even sometimes it even contradicts itself. Yes. I it. That is one thing about saying, the plots and storylines get a little, hmm, what? It is not cut and dry. It is not. No. Um, so, you know, like you're the whole, the true plot, you're kind of left in the dark until the end. You sort of kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Director... Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. Kichiro Toyama. Good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> created uh, most of the scenario. Right? Hi, hi, Hiro Yuki Owaku. <laughs> uh, wrote the text for most of the riddles, uh, which again are very misleading in their puzzles. Uh, they didn't have much experience in horror movies in Japan at the time, what these guys did. But they did like David Lynch movies. So... UFOs, occult stuff, David Lynch, you see a lot of like Twin Peaks stuff in here. Oh, there's the keyword for Aaron's probably buses his <laughs> nut right now. You said the magic word. You see a lot of Twin Peaks ish <laughs> uh, style um, psychological just mindfuckery in this game. And uh, you don't hear about it much in the first one, but it is mentioned, I think, uh, you probably have it in your notes. Two and three always get a nod to it, but Jacob's Ladder.
0: Yeah, Jacob's Ladder, big two and three for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so like that whole, like the whole, like, the level design when you're in the the nightmare world or whatever you want to call it uh you know with the with the grating yeah, the, on the floor it's is it's called involved. the other world yeah the other uh, yeah, it's very much taken from a few scenes in Jacob's ladder uh so uh, they also had never been to America again this is the 90s right mm-hmm. so yeah the, the internet's it's it's still a baby you can't just go and look anything up that you want yeah. uh at any given time so you know they were just exposed to america through cinema right so they designed an american town based on what they saw through american cinema which is why silent hill is set up the way that it is and looks the way that it is because that's what they thought so they were making a japanese horror game for what they thought american audiences would like um uh so uh, the other kind of big thing about that was, since they were originally going to make a 2D game, they transitioned to 3D modeling, which was still, again, in its infancy at the time. Mm-hmm. They uh, they basically kind of hoodwinked the uh, Konami executives because they were like, "All right, show us the shows what you've been working on for you know this past six months." And he's like, "Yeah, cool." Uh, showed them 3D models, and they're like, "That's not what we said." And he's like, "Yeah, I know, but this is like way better, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, cool." Why don't we hand this off to now? You did a good job. Let's hand it off to our professional teams. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know what? I kind of forgot how I did it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, what? So he's like, I tell you what, why don't you just let me work on it by myself and don't bring anybody else in? Because they didn't want want anyone brought in to kind of fuck with them and change things and get real corporate about it. So they were like, okay, so this one dude. Uh, and I don't have his name in here. Basically, he worked on the three D models by himself for yes. two years. Yes, literally like, lived in the office. Yes, desk.
0: I was gonna say he slept in the office. Like yeah. he slept underneath his desk, and he he was basically like, yeah, would hide in there at night when
1: people were close so he could sleep there and work. Throughout the, yeah, he I've, would he would render the scenes of the cutscenes and the three D models uh, at night on 150 Unix-based computers after his coworkers had left. Yes, 150 at one time, this man was doing this for two and a half years. Yeah, it's insane.
0: I mean, yeah. Japanese, man, that Japanese work ethic is no joke. They are serious over there. But God, that's just unbel- so crazy to think about that now. Like one guy doing something like that for two years, living in his office. That, I mean, that, talk about a labor of love. Like that is just something that you honestly fully believe in that you have to do yourself. That's insane. That's mm-hmm. so crazy. Um, I remember. It's, there, I don't remember where I found it, um, but there, there was a really good uh, – youtube video about team silent that i watched probably a month or two ago and where I, I remember getting a lot of hearing this and it was it was fascinating i wish i could remember what channel it was on or who did it but it was just it was fascinating read and it, uh uh but anyway i just want to say or not read but fascinating to watch and listen to but
1: um you have more if have,
2: uh, yeah have
0: so let going? on i don't want that's just like
1: that's just a kind of a high level view of how they developed it yeah. now when they got done the end product is very much what we got all over the world konami still had no faith in it whatsoever they uh 1998 e3 which is not the highly commercial e3 that we not, are used to nowhere near what it right is. No. but yeah. still konami had a floor show presence and so they showcased it and they showed the cutscenes and some of the 3d models and they got like massive applause like a standing ovation basically from the crowd of just people fucking walking by so they were like oh, shit, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should invest a little money in the advertising of this thing. Yeah. So they showcased it at a European trade show. They even included a demo with it with the original Metal Gear Solid in Japan um, that they paid for a bunch of advertisement in magazines at that point because of that. And then it sort of God, took off. That was those, that was back in the days where you could buy, like, they didn't, like, you
0: could get, like, you'd like the old, uh, game informer magazine i think a game pro game pro i think and like even boxes know, they just give you like here's the sample like a sample disc of mm-hmm. like you know demo of all these games like you don't, know, nobody does it because so much is digital but man i just remember those days where you just buy something here's like a basically a free you know video game basically sure. sample this out or try it you
1: up. get like shareware versions of stuff yeah. on pc uh in europe they had a Sega Saturn magazine for Sega Saturn people obviously mm. and uh, one of the big RPGs there they just gave you the first entirety first disc free wow so imagine getting <laughs> imagine getting FF7 and yeah. the whole first disc for free yeah that's
0: <laughs> insane just in the mail just yeah, like here you, here you go. go yeah they nobody does that anymore that's, that's crazy yeah. to think about um so yeah so uh, let's skip ahead a little bit just um so the game yeah gets re- finally gets released in 1999 uh, at least in the states, it came out ninety nine. It may have come out earlier in Japan. I'm not a hundred percent sure
1: on that. Uh, it, like a few months, but they're both ninety nine. Okay.
0: Um, what was the? Um, do you have anything there on like how it was how it re- was received at
1: its reception upon release? Slowly, but like it it grew because it's a it's a it's a PlayStation Greatest Hits. Yeah, it is now. So yeah. uh, both the first and second one were, uh, but they again they were slow because. Uh, and it always gets compared to it, and it just can't help it, right? Resident P- Evil. People were looking for Resident yeah. Evil at this point in time. We had three Resident Evil games. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's 1999. Like the PS2 was right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, to to get something like this, which you know doesn't have the world's best graphics, no. but like is just a beautiful game. It just it really just took a lot of word of mouth. Like it, there was a ton of magazines that were like. Again, slow, not a good resident. You know, Resident Evil clone, Resident Evil clone. Like that's what people were looking for when you yeah. when they looked outside of it though, and they were like, "Man, look at this crazy psychological horror!" Like that's when it started to build and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you cannot look at it
0: as Resident Evil clone. That that does suck because it, they're vastly they're both considered survival horror games, but they're so vastly different in just overall themes and play style, and just uh,
1: uh, it just you, it's not fair to compare the two but at all. But everybody was doing Resident Evil type, even yeah. Square. Had Parasite Eve, which is basically a Resident Evil style RPG. Essentially, it's a psychological. Have you ever played it? No, I missed that one. So it's a it's a horror RPG, like a true I remember, RPG. Um, but it's a it's like a yeah it's a it's a very it's more Silent Hill, I'd say, than Resident Evil. But that was there an RP,
0: horror RPG would be interesting. I've never seen no like RPGs like where actually character development, plot lines that would be cool. they like that. great. Um, now I. You're a square like Square Soft, like square, square Soft, Square Enix. I mean, or whatever. Square Soft, yeah, time. back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I do remember
1: uh, on the PS One. Yeah, Both yeah. Of I, them.
0: I remember there was uh, Clock Tower. I yeah. remember that I played that one. <laughs> just a guy going on giant pair of scissors, and that was almost more like point and click, old school kind of a horror game. Uh, and then there was, uh, I never got into them, but I know they were big in Japan, and I guess they had a little bit of fun, But there, the Fatal Frame series, another survival horror one that came out around that time. Um. Then, um, was it parasite? Parasite Eve was another. I remember came out. That was a long line same lines. I, th- I remember seeing, uh, trying to play that. But anyway, um, so that's that's the basically the background of how Silent Hill came to be. Um, now the game itself, I do want to say one. Like for those of you, who play, everybody knows about the fog. And the fog is one of the big things about that game. Um, but the fog actually served a, pr- a couple purposes besides the fact that it's just add uh kind of a scary intense uh uh what's lurking in the unknown what can't what what you can't see theme to the game when you're playing but it actually is part of is also designed because came about because of the processing power i believe of what how limited like they didn't have the memory or the, the computing power back on the old playstation to render all the environments so much or because it was these new 3d models so the fog actually would like, you know conceal all that and just reveal a little over the world at a time which allowed the game to actually process and run better because without that it would just i think it would have been a broken mess they wouldn't have been able to have the computing power to actually run the game like you see like resident evil and stuff where they didn't have that issue because it was just like one room at a time room by room or Silent hill kind of in a way was this kind of first i don't want to say completely open world but you could run where, where really ever you wanted in Silent hill you just kind of run around on the open streets.
1: Yeah, you could go from one end to the other essentially yeah. as long as your path wasn't blocked exactly. by physical obstacles.
0: Yeah. So unlike in Resident Evil games, where you just like room by room to room to room, and so all, and you all had the loading screen, the doors opening was that's the loading screen, where Silent Hill didn't have that. So the fog actually was the way, one way they helped get around that mm-hmm. was um, and which was just a very I guess serendipitous. Uh, matching there, because it just added all more of that more, what the fuck is, what am I about to run into, that that
1: eeriness, that creepiness of the game. It was annoying at first, and that's probably, you know, it had a big push at the first point when it came out, and then people got it and they're like what is this fog Like, yeah. i can't see where i'm going and you can't and no yeah no, there's times when you can't yeah. silent hill feels like it suffers from the craziest world's largest widest streets like <laughs> yes, when, you, so when you're wide. hairy and you're fucking walking around across you're like why does it take me so long to literally cross from one side of the street to the other The this streets i really feel like they're half a mile wide yeah i'm like this is huge <laughs> this is like eight cars wide yeah um, that's one of the funniest things about the. So yeah, like yeah, like the fog is so bad you literally can't even see across the street so it's kind of annoying but at the same time it's cool and they they use the same mechanic when you go to the to the nightmare dark world the other world instead of fog it's, it's just dark.
0: dark yeah but you have the flash yeah. yeah um but again I think it for its time like nobody else was doing it and I think yeah, it it was kind of an, it could get annoying times, but to me the first time I played, like I was scared to hell cause was, again Resident Evil, like you could see everything on your screen, mm-hmm. you, could everything. you could see where the zombies are, you can see this, you can see that. So I knew it was like, I can't see shit. I'm gonna go this way. What the fuck's about to jump out at me? Um, except when you get, and then you get the you know the, and then you get the the make it even more intense, and you start hearing the radio. It's like, oh fuck, something's here, something's here. Where's that? Where's yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's like, so weird. I'm like
1: ah, <laughs> you get the radio, and if you could turn, because you can turn it on. Yeah. Because it will also, because the bad guys can hear it too. Yeah, and it'll it'll alert them to your presence. And the same with
0: the flashlight. They mm-hmm. were if you were in the dark, we could turn the flashlight off, and the monsters were, they were attracted to the light. So it was like mm-hmm. a two way sword. Like you could see, but you but they can see you, and they exactly. Come, they attract, so again, that's just great little game mechanics that nobody else was doing at the time. They made it so so cool. Yeah, I um,
1: love clicking on the radio, and it would say like it will admit white noise, which at the time, you know, I'm you know a kid mm-hmm. like i an early teenager I'm like what the fuck is white noise yeah. right which in the game doesn't really sound like white noise sometimes no, it does sometimes, sometimes, it, sometimes does. it sounds like a goddamn alarm going off I'm like <laughs> not quite sure what that noise is but like either way it lets you know where the bad guys come I think that's so cool yeah so it was a great neat.
0: mechanic excuse me I had a bird um now when it comes to the first game there were some you know sign is also known for some of its very memorable locations because it is in the same town so we do a lot of the You'll See in the second game, like they reuse some of the locations, kind of link everything together, which is very cool. Um, of course, like for every place you're for me, probably for most people, I always when I think Silent Hill, I think besides the fog, I think of the school because that's the first real place you go to in the yeah. first game, Midwich uh-huh. School, Elementary School, and that is where shit really started getting really got real in that game. Um, some of my favorite moments from the elementary school, I'm gonna call I'm not gonna take step by step, but um, just some of my favorite fart moments facts or whatever um is one one that always comes to mind is you're walking around and this is when uh it, you're in the other world at this point i believe when this happens when it, it switches over but you get a f- the, a phone call uh yes. the phone starts ringing and like, there's no power there's no reason why a phone a phone starts ringing in this metal empty rusted out room You're like what the fuck why is our phone ringing and you pick it up and and it's like your daughter's still girl it's going Cheryl. Like, yeah it's like Daddy, help me, Daddy! Daddy, where are? You? Daddy, help me, help me, Daddy! And then this goes dead, and I'm like, and that first phone call, I was like, "Fuck!" It's just again, it's like, just psychologically,
1: like, what? It's so it messed with me, man. It was so it's such a good moment for me. It was you're in the school, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you got down there. So, from stepping yeah. on your toes, let me know. I no, don't go ahead. Know when no, you. But, want. No, boy, you get in the elevator, and you've been in that elevator a few times, all okay. right? And yeah. you take it up. You're like, okay, first floor, second floor, third floor. And you're like, what the fuck? I can't go anywhere. You go back in, and you're like, fourth floor? The fucking button was not here before. <laughs> yes, Yeah. It just appears out of nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it, I mean, that freaks me. I, I get goosebumps right now talking <laughs> about it, dude. Even recently when I played it, I kind of forgot that that happened. And I was like, where do I go? And I get back in, the I'm like fucking button god damn
0: it <laughs> um some of the other uh, there's a good jump scare in there I, I will again I, Resident Evil has a few jump scares in the first game too but um it's again I think it's in the other world where it's kind of like a two part scare because you first happen you're in this uh, uh kind of like a locker room and, you're in, and when you're in the normal world <laughs> uh, you, op- it's, you open up this locker, and then this locker like bang, 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 and you open it up, and you get the old cliche cat jump scare. Yeah, cat jumps out. yeah, yeah.
1: I know what you're talking about. And then
0: you, you come back later in the other world, and the same locker, bam, 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 ba bam, and this time like you see blood coming out of it. And you open up the locker, and there's no cat this time. There's nothing there. It's just just filled with blood. Yes. And it's like what the fuck happened. And then when you walk away from the locker, from that the cat locker another locker opens up this dead body just falls right out in front of you well, like what the
1: fuck where'd yeah. that come from there's constantly you go into rooms and there's nothing in it and like you go to turn around and leave and all of a sudden there's like noise yes. behind you mm-hmm. and like they they make it cause they it's 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 not a stationary camera, yes, because it's sort of a floating camera that you can actually the control. Actual you can, yeah, control the camera. Yeah, you can game. hold one of the shoulder buttons and, and force it behind Harry mm-hmm. at any time. It,
0: it does not have the suffer from the tank controls that Resident
1: Evil did. It was right. much
0: more fluid, and the camera's
1: moving. So, it was but easier depending to, on where that camera was, and you yeah. could go to those empty rooms to look for something, go to leave, there'd be a noise, mm-hmm. and, and and depending on where the camera was, that's the speaker that would fucking highlight the noise more than the other one. So, like, it would pan left or right, kind of thing. Oh, it got me every time. Um and I'm then like, what is that? Is something
0: going to get me? Yeah. And then you had like let's talk about the boss like the not the bosses but the, the 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 monsters you first encounter in in the in the school. You have these Okay, there's like the creepy babies with the knives. You get those, these weird they're like children. They're like children with knives, run just like bald, no no hair, just some meat sacks running around with knives on it. But, but then the creepy ones aren't even those. They're the creepy shadow babies. Yeah, they're like squeaking, squeak, like, squeak, and like what the fuck is that? And then you see like this shadow of this baby run like running past you on the screen, and it's like what the fuck
1: was that? That's I, a mindfuck because they don't hurt yeah. you, no, and you just, can't like,
0: attack them. No, but you see a shadow baby go across, it's like what, like at that point, you're so like used to everything takes,
1: you. like you're scared of it. It's like it's like it is. It's just the great creep out. And that shit, this this is what Team Highlight was so good about, because you get used to those guys. Yeah. And then later on in the game, there are some the that camera? can yes! fucking attack you. Yes. Later in the game, when they come back, they can actually start. They fucking attacking start you. stabbing you. And <laughs> yes! You're like, what? <laughs> can I kill them now? Because they can fucking attack me.
0: Um, another great moment in the school is uh, just you walk is the crying ghost girl in the bathroom. You walk into one of the bathrooms and you just hear a girl crying in the stall. You can't open the stall. You can't talk to her. Oh, you just hear this weeping. And again, it's so... It's so good. Like, it works so well. It's just a freaky, scary moment. Why am I hearing crying? What happened in this bathroom? Um, but then... Actually, things I'll mention about the school is, one, uh, it has some good puzzles, like the rubber ball and the drain puzzle. Like That's just, that's that was just cool. a good puzzle. Um, and then... Uh, uh i'll say this one for the last but then uh, so at the end near the end of it you go down the elevator you're talking about and into the courtyard and uh there's a, you just it's, the first time you see a courtyard there's like this big bloody like sigil like ritualistic like like almost like the d like summoning circle or like it's not like a pentagram but it's like a weird the, it's cult a symbol. very big occult symbol yeah
1: gotta there's very conflicting occult symbols as far as religions go in this game, because they were just kind of like throwing everything the wall. There's like yeah. Egyptian
2: Anks, yes,
1: and like the references to like Jewish deities. Well, and yeah, like like, like number
0: two, I think two or three. One of them has, yeah, like so I'll just find an Ankh, a Star of David, a cross, like you find a bunch of like different religious stuff. But, um, anyway, so then, but when you go down to like the other world and you go down to this courtyard again, um, or it's like, I don't know if it's the same courtyard, but it's a different courtyard, but there's this guy like on a post. And, like, it's not quite a crucifix. He's just on a post. And he just erupts into fire. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the first boss shows up, which is this giant lizard thing. And it when it's, it does this, like, what the fuck is that thing? And he's like, okay, it's not so bad. But then he starts, then when his head peels open sideways for the first time, it's such a great, like, holy shit moment that it just, it's so good. The creatures, like, for, for again, like, we've seen the zombies before, but a bunch of times by now, but... These creature designs are so unique and so cool. Um, I also want to give, do want to mention for those who do play, but behavior, the people behind dead by daylight did a tremendous job when they imported the midwitch elementary map into dead by daylight. It's so true to the source material, like very much like the, uh, uh, Raccoon Police Department, but this one is just so good. I got so many little details from the game that they put in there, like the crying girl in the bathroom, the body that falls out of the locker, some of the cages, and it, they did such a great job keeping true to the original source material and importing into that game. I do want to give them credit for that. But um, that's the – I mean, the school is just such an iconic first
1: Oh, it's fantastic. Location. Because you don't even know that you're in the nightmare world. Because yeah. you solve all the puzzles. You've been to the entire school, and that's what – uh, one thing we didn't get to is is the map right yes the map okay. in Resident Evil you get maps it tells you what rooms you've been in and out of yeah. here your map constantly updates with marks that Harry makes if he sees something that he might have to go back to later he'll, he'll write it down on the map yeah and you can look at it if you go to a door that's locked he'll tell you like it, it marks that it's locked re- yeah It's so fantastic. And so you go through the school, you're like, I've done everything. And then you walk, find this underground tunnel, and you come back out and you're in the courtyard of the school you just left. You're like, Am I on the other fucking side? And then you're like, Then you start walking around again, and you're like, "Um, (laughs) All the floors are made of fencing, and there's all these these weird bodies everywhere. You're like, I'm in the school, Mm -hmm. but I'm not in the same school. Then you check the map, you're like, I'm in the school. (laughs) I'm in the school, but all my shit's missing, and all these doors are locked again. Like, it's just that. That's the pinnacle level of Silent Hill. Yes. Um,
0: after that, the next location is the hospital, um, where you're running around trying to dodge nurses and doctors that basically seem to have fetuses growing out of the back of them. Um, oh yeah. The, these aren't the fa- the famous, ner- the, the iconic nurses. They come late in the next in the other games. Two. Like, two, But these nurses and doctors, they're just like hunched over, shoulders slumped. They swing knives at you, but they have like this like weird like fleshy like fetus thing coming out of their back. Um, and then uh, uh, there's the, the, there's a cool moment in the basement where you
1: burn vines off a grate. Um, that fu- was fun. You use isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. Which, which, even when you look at the description, does not say it's flammable.
0: No. That's one of the puzzles. Like, as a kid, like, if I was younger playing this, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because it doesn't say flammable
1: or burnable. It's like, I think there's a book somewhere in oh, the sure hospital that, like, no, 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 not the strategy guy. Like, oh, there's, oh, like, a like book, a book, or, book. Yeah. Or, or something in the hospital that says, like... You know, isopropyl alcohol is flammable. Like, gives the hint, but you have to remember it. There, there's no note or memo system like Resident Evil. Yeah, you need to remember it. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, you're right. Like for younger people, that you need to know that isopropyl alcohol is 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 flammable. And as a kid, I'd be like, "Is that really?" And then I'd burn my house down. (laughs) Kanani owns me a house, but what a great, but yeah, science um, project. And then when you enter
0: that room, you hear the sounds like glass breaking, these loud noises. But again like I said the room's just empty it's just one of these mind fucks you hear the ship but there's nothing there it's just a good scary moment and also that's where you meet first meet uh, Lisa Garland who was another I, was one of the kind of characters oh, from the first game oh her fuck scenes
1: it. are just so good chef's kiss yeah Lisa Garland's awesome She is so cool
0: um other locations the antique store that has an altar that bursts into flame when you investigate it it's just like oh what's this you go over and investigate it just boof erupts into flames it's like what the fuck um uh the, uh, the the mall.
1: There's a mall. Yeah, of course, there's a mall. There's always a mall. Yeah. Uh, but you, it's come, America. There's yeah. a mall. <laughs> um,
0: you come in, and all the TVs come on at the same time, playing static, and then images of like your daughter calling out to you or played on the TV.
1: Imagine playing this 30 years from now, right? Our grandkids, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is a mall? <laughs> what the hell is it? What, What's a mall? You went you went to a building and bought clothes. Yeah, <laughs> Didn't you just fucking order them. It's weird. Um,
0: just creepy. Uh, and then you fight like the the large burrowing caterpillar boss, the larva boss, the larva boss. Yeah. So that
1: that that later, because mm-hmm. there's a second boss fight yeah. not too much after that's that's that yeah, of all forms.
0: Yeah. Um, I was gonna say it kind of seems like Dark Souls kind of ripped off that boss. Then when in its second form, very Dragon Ball Z, very Japanese altering forms things. Um, then you later you make it to the resort. Where you're introduced to this weird drug ring subplot, which is a really odd thing I think in that game if there's like the because you meet Dr Kaufman at the hospital mm-hmm. and he he comes in back he comes and goes and comes and goes, but he's involved in this but like there's like a drug trafficking ring going on in Siren Hill apparently uh that it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense it seems out of place it's very out of place <laughs> it's yeah. like is this this like a red herring? it's just like mm-hmm. this is for like yeah all this shit goes on in this town too besides just this horrific stuff the movie
1: Cuts that out, yes.
0: and I appreciate it because yeah. even the movie so the movie plot can be confused enough for some people. Oh, but you don't need to add his right. side this side plot. That was weird. Lines.
1: Even as using the kid, I was like, this really feels out of place. Yeah, really I'm all is. on board with the scary occult shit, mm-hmm. but drugs.
0: Yeah, like I thought the same thing too. Like, why is this? Even like, today, when I like I said, when I did not it need to be there, it doesn't yeah. really add anything to it. it. Just kind of, it's like what. Um, they, they get to it more a little bit in the second bit. and third one. but Yeah, you have to remind me when you get there. Uh, also, I noticed on the map that South Park is part of Silent Hill. Uh, <laughs> I did not realize that when I first <laughs> – South Park is apparently – There's Park. the South Park. There's the South Park. Um, and then you also it's weird. You, speaking of the drugs, you find drugs in the gas tank of a motorcycle because video game logic, why
1: not? <laughs> Dude, and I love this. And so you've already been – it's so crazy because the hospital – um, is in a separate part of Silent Hill so when yes. you get to the school and stuff you're like I've been everywhere Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden because you try to leave and like every exit out of town is like yeah. the missing road
0: yeah the road just or tunnels is caved in or the road just missing gone Yeah. so yeah.
1: then all of a sudden like it opens up and you're like okay I'm in a new part so you get a new town map mm-hmm. and then you go to like uh, later on to, to where the boats and stuff are yes. and you find the drugs and then there's a new town map but what's really neat it, I love that they do this because like games back then did not do this like Guilty ones being like Pokemon, fantasy, major, major RPGs, even Resident Evil. Because if you've got to run through that fucking mansion, there is no quick path unless you've unlocked a shortcut. Mm-hmm. When you've got to go, like, it's like, go back to the thing. Go back to the hospital or whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to make that whole trek back, they just essentially time travel Harry. He takes a couple <laughs> steps out of the building, and then, boom, he's in front of it again. And like, and I'm okay with that. Because there's no need for me to have to run all the way through. And they knew that. They're like, let's fucking cut 15, 20 minutes out of this travel here and yeah I'm like, all right cool and i was never mad about it i thought it was a really neat mechanic yes i
0: agree um because that was one thing about yeah especially resident evil games were terrible at that you, you get one puzzle piece and then you have to go all the way back to get the other one there was so much backtracking those games i just it was so infuriating yeah. i felt like you spent half your time just running backwards if
1: you it. wanted to explore of silent hill like that you could, you totally could. but yeah. for plot sake they're like let's just cut it out and yeah. just move them ahead they, we know where they're going it's like Don't. um then, yeah, okay, after that, you makes to get to the
0: lighthouse um, where the whole top floor of the lighthouse is, like, this uh, <laughs> so big glowing room. It's, like, glowing, and, and then you see this ghostly image of a girl fade away in front of you. It's like, wait, what? Why is there glowing rune on the
1: floor and why is there this ghost girl here and just they're disappears? like get everyone's like get to the lighthouse It's like a whole subplot like get to the fucking yeah. lighthouse. you get there that happens 10 <laughs> seconds and then you're like well that's that all right i guess i gotta leave the lighthouse, yeah. so you leave the lighthouse you're like what a fucking trip man yeah what,
0: you're like, yeah and, um
1: but that's like it's just very untraditional and that's what i
0: like about yeah. it um then you get the amusement park which honestly i forgot was even in the first Fuck
1: game. that part yeah. <laughs> It's creepy. There's yeah. no map for the area. And, like, when Harry doesn't have a map, it tells you you don't have a map for the area, which makes you feel like I'll find one. You don't nope. find it. There is no map for this fucking nope. area. And you have to find the carousel. You pull out a piece of
0: paper and start drawing your own
1: map. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I have one. I literally have a fucking old one. And I pulled it out. And I'm like, I know exactly how to get to the fucking carousel. And I just follow the fence line to get to it. Because, dude, it's everything's dark. Mm-hmm. You can't see shit. Everything looks the same. Fuck that area. there's only like two bad guys. It's just super creepy because there's all these karma rides going on and you can't see shit. My
0: note was like a whole lot of fucking nothing, basically, until you find Sybil now possessed on a carousel. Um, And then you throw some drugs at her.
1: Yeah, this is great. You get, this is one of, Silent Hill has two side quests, essentially. And one of them is uh, this like strange liquid that you find. Yeah. That you don't even know you need to collect, and you don't have to collect. You don't right? have to, but it will affect your ending.
0: Yes, it does affect endings. So and this is one of the main. This is one of the turning points right here.
1: Exactly. So you can either douse her with the drug, if or you have them. If yeah. you don't have them, you're fucked. Yeah, you just have to kill some. Yeah, you have to kill. Yeah, you have yeah. to. You have, you to, have, to, kill you have to progress one way or the other. Yep. Uh, again, which is
0: very cool because like and this is again before in days of the internet, so you didn't have to look walkthroughs and like oh well, you, you just... Where is the luck where you found it, you did or not. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but the ch- like figuring out the fact that you actually have to throw the drugs at her is like, like who like just like almost like a shot in the dark. Uh, Cir- try pure circumstance. Yeah, it's, there's like, no there's no no it's like mm-hmm. there's no no hints. Like there's no caption says this drug will you know works on possessed people makes or it's like uh, kills the weird slug yeah it's like uh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, so you throw the drugs on Sybil and then it makes like the weird Jason demon sperm thing crawl out from her. <laughs> 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 from like Jason goes to hell. Uh, you fi- you do find out that you're, at this point the daughter is adopted, uh, and you found her on the side of a
1: highway supposedly. So, uh, you actually find that out in the beginning of the game. Okay. So, and not that no you in the game itself you do find this out, but this is the one of the neat parts about it. In the very beginning of the game, a lot of games don't didn't even do this back then. Uh, there used to be what's called an attract mode, and it was on arcade games where yeah. you would see okay. levels like like Mortal, you'd see Mortal Kombat. There'd be fights playing out mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It fucking looks just attracted you in. Yes. Silent Hill had that because Konami's a big fucking arcade company, and so they have an attract mode where you can see certain scenarios being played out by the team Silent and how they would do it, so you can remember later like, oh, I should do it that way. But oh. interwoven in between all that is CGI cutscenes of Harry picking up her Harry and his wife finding uh Sybil, or uh, not Sybil, uh Cheryl on the side of the road and adopting her and uh them driving into Silent Hill and uh Sybil, the cop passing them on the yeah, bike
0: Yeah okay yeah um I didn't realize, yeah cuz I, I commented on on special on, on number 2 I think or 3 which for sure I know I can, but I do count on, about the days of like I didn't think about as a track movie, but I thought it was like the days of the, the pre-game like cinematic intros and that's and I was, like, I was like, man, I kind of miss those games. Don't do that anymore. Like you put in the game and you had, like, that, like you said, that intro. Like you see Sybil driving the bike, kind of like this intro stuff and kind of these cinematic in, um,
1: inductions to the game that just nobody does it. Now it's just like, start the game, here you go. Yeah. They don't do that. And that's kind of how this was because if you just started up, you don't get any of that backstory. You don't see those things if you just hit start, new game, yeah. go. You wake up in Silent Hill and Harry's like, What the fuck's going on? (laughs) I have to find my daughter. So you're like, okay, my name's Harry, and I gotta find some girl. That's my fucking. That's all I've got right
0: now. Yeah. So, okay, so that's great. So normally, then, this is where you would find out the daughter's adopted, and you find out that way. Um, I do like the visuals (laughs) of the creepy carousel with the voiceover this part because there's some voiceover that's really good here. Um, The ghost girl shows up again at this point, and she uses like the force or something to knock you over. (laughs) She's like, boom, there you go. Drug power, man. Yeah, drug power. And then the Floros, Floweros, Floros pyramid thing shoots lasers at her which is <laughs> yeah, you it's pick, so fucking weird you picked up this uh, it's like a little pyramid
1: thing yeah it's basically like the Chinese puzzle box from, from Hellraiser but it's a it's fucking, a triangle it's a triangle yeah pyramid, pyramid you've been yeah. carrying you've been carrying it around for no reason no reason whatsoever you don't know what it does <laughs> and all of a sudden it releases itself from your inventory and shoots lasers at Alessa yeah, I was like what and it's
0: like, oh, okay, so that thing does that, I guess. Yeah. Um, you learn Yeah, you learn the ghost is really Alessa, Dahlia's daughter. Dahlia shows up again at this point, which we I didn't introduce her earlier.
1: She's a crazy witch bitch yeah. that you run into a few times. Um, Dahlia and Alessa game.
0: vanish. It's a magical light as one of them screams. And that's it. And then you wake up and you're back in the hospital with Lisa and um, that But it's really not the
1: hospital now. And you it, wake it's, up it's so with her so many times. times. Yeah. So many times you just like leave a room and all of a sudden you're like back in with Lisa. You're like, the fuck? What? Am I going to get to where I'm going? Yeah. What is going on here? And, like, Lisa's acting like you've never left the room. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, bitch, I just did, like, two hours of, like, stuff. Yeah. Where was I?
0: Which, again, does, again when you try to makes sense of this in your brain it, it makes it in the more like again that psychological what the hell is going on yeah you're what's like i feel like
1: you're missing something and you're like well, i don't get it yeah like it's it's weird it's frustrating but fun at the exact, exact same yes. time um next i just basically you, you're in what's called nowhere um yeah you save the game mm-hmm. and it literally every time you save it tells you where you are yeah, you it, save it here it says nowhere. nowhere
0: yep um so there's giggling girl sounds that, that were very creepy uh, I gotta say this place is pretty tri- trippy. And you go in one room, and there's this antique store, and then you go in another door, and you're back in the school. So it's like you're teleporting from all these previous locations by going to one door and out into the other. It's it's and really. sometimes weird.
1: they're like you're in the nightmare yeah. version. Sometimes you're in the regular Silent Hill. Yeah, version.
0: it's fucking trippy. Uh, you meet up again with Lisa. At this time, she, Lisa starts begging you to stay with her. Oh and then she, this my is, god. This scene is
1: well fucks
0: me up, man. It was at the first so time. I, good. First time I saw this, it fucked me up. So. Lisa's begging you to say, she's like, don't leave me. I don't want to be alone. I I don't want to be alone. Uh, But Harry's like, well, come with me. But she's like, I I can't. I feel like I have to stay in this room, but I don't want to leave. I'm so scared. And then she starts bleeding out of every orifice. Like, just blood starts running down her face. out From her her soft, wet eye (laughs) hole. (laughs) Oh, I got a little something for you here. uh...
2: Soft, wet. I hope. There, you go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, she gave me a boner. Uh, so
0: <laughs> um, and basically, you just ru- at that point you just run out of the room and you like slam the door closed and use your body to keep her from getting out. And she's like, like
1: dying behind. Yeah, you? and
0: she's like crying, weeping behind. you. She her. tells you
1: she's like, I realize what's been going on. I've been dead the whole time. And you're like, what? What's going on? Like, eh. So, did you ever go back in that room? Uh, I. So Don't after she dies, you can go back in there, okay, and where her body, where she died or whatever happened to her, uh, is her diary. Oh, and you can read her diary, and it's very much I I love it because it's the only one that's very much like the Resident Evil files, where it's like itchy tasty. It's yeah. very much like her going crazy. But
0: that's my uh, gamer tag yeah. on Xbox. Itchy tasty. But you know what I'm saying? Like
1: it's it's very much in the vein of that. It's several pages and it's it's kind of like that as she's slowly losing her mind like the first couple of pages so it sort of makes sense and they just get really really like lots of blood doctor do this like <laughs> i know go like it's just it's very that's going awesome. i think i've missed that i didn't know about oh that part. yeah it's neat it's it's neat um
0: yeah and then J- harry just says i'm sorry it, it, and, it just, and it fades to black it's so creepy and sad it's just it's a incredible moment um oh yeah i do have an when we go back and release it's gone you find our journal there you go um uh, also, in this, somewhere in this nowhere, there's a bag. There's a key in a bag of jelly beans, which, for yeah. sure, why not? <laughs> it's That's like, one of the weirdest things. Of all the weird shit that goes on this game, why is there a key inside
1: a bag of jelly beans? Yeah, you find it, and Harry, you <laughs> click on it. It's like, Harry's like, a bag of jelly beans. Should I open it? And it's like, yeah. And then he opens it. Like, you see him open yeah. it, and the fucking jelly beans go everywhere. <laughs> and then he's like, got this key. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you haven't eaten for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. Eat you should be beans. more upset about those fucking jelly beans, homie. <laughs> I literally remember, that might be the worst thing in this game. The key is just in jelly random ass fucking jelly yeah. beans. But they've got some like weird. Uh, puzzles at this point in the game. Yeah. It's not even weird. It's like you go into a room. It's like you need a key. Okay, so then you go to another room, get the key, just to go back to that room. It's like, boy, we really could have cut this out. Right? <laughs> whatever. I guess.
0: Um, you find a video of Lisa talking about caring for a child that wouldn't die. Oh, which is God. so. It's so good.
1: So you've been actually carrying this VHS tape around for a little bit. If you try to watch it in the hospital. When you're in normal Silent Hill, it's all staticky mm-hmm. and real fucked up and like you can barely get anything out of it. But when you get to this part of the game and you find the TV again, you play it and you get the full video and you're like, this fuck, this yeah. is creepy.
0: Yeah, it is. It's so good. Child uh, child being Alessa. So there's your connection there. Um there's there's also something banging inside a giant fridge, which is kind of creepy. Oh, my God! This part! <laughs> the, did you die here the first time? Yeah, I think it's probably the very first. Yeah, probably.
1: I'm such a collector whore, dude. I, <laughs> like, if in this game you don't know what shit does, yeah. like, randomly, you know, removes itself from the inventory and lasers bitches to death. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, I better pick up everything I can. And so you see this sword that's, like, jammed between two giant industrial refrigerator doors, and you're like, I'm taking that. And yeah. you take it. And you're like, cool, nothing happens, and you go to fucking leave, and then something's banging in the fridge, and it jumps out, and it kills you, instant death. Yeah. <laughs> the only way you can avoid it, and you need that item, by the way, is you collect a ring that's like the ring of locking or some <laughs> shit like that. It's a real lame ass <laughs> name, but it's like a it's like a fucking ring. It looks like it goes on your finger. It's not a lock, but you attach it to the two chains that are swinging on the <laughs> on the refrigerator door, and you're like cool like there's no hint to do that you just have to kind of figure it out that shit's everybody that's so much of like the
0: lockpick from Resident Evil, like the master of unlocking the ring of locking it's just so bad
1: like, you think about it, call it like the ring of locked plus two yeah it <laughs> sounds like a dnd yeah
0: um so um, then there's also this cr- cool room where uh this one, oh this is where we talk about the on um it's like this you walk in this room and it's just eyes all over the floor, all over the walls, He's just painted eyes staring Ugh. at you, and you get an onk and you hear some more child weeping again, which just fucks with your mu- it just messes with your head. Um and then that's when you start getting ghostly visions of like the past. Um it's just it's so weird. It, it's it's creepy. Uh you find Sybil holding Dahlia at like gunpoint while your daughter sits on the floor um in front of like this creepy like corpse like person in a wheelchair. And you're like, what the fuck? Who is that? And this is where you find out, like, that Dahlia has basically been lying to you the whole game, and uh, the whole game she's been, like, you've been actually helping her achieve her evil goals instead of stopping them. Mm-hmm. So here's it's like the big twist moment of the game, like, what the
1: fuck? She's trying to release Samael. Samael, yes, their mm-hmm. god or demon, their,
0: yeah. whatever. Um, so Sybil shoots Dahlia who seems to be bulletproof now, and then uses the force to send Sybil flying backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dahlia tells you that Alyssa's actually still alive and trapped in this endless nightmare. Um, so at this point, the endings get really fucking weird here.
2: Oh, yeah, these Cause, are cause great. Because this
0: is basically the big showdown now. So basically, you have Cheryl uh, is, shares the same soul as Alessa, who Dahlia needs... So Alyssa slash Cheryl can give birth to a new god that will wipe the world clean in a fiery apocalypse or some shit like that. Um, And then in a bursting blinding light, Cheryl slash Alyssa turns into like an adult angel sort of person. Um, Dr. Kaufman comes back now for sure. Why the fuck not? Shoots Dahlia. Telling her to stop this, he pulls out the weird drug bottle that you found in the motorcycle earlier because he got mad at you for finding he takes it from you at that point and back way back then. Um, Kaufman throws the bottle at the angel, sla- Cheryl, slash Alisha, Alessa. The bright lights go away and you hear Cheryl, Alessa scream. Dahlia starts laughing. Kaufman says, That's not supposed to happen. And uh, backs away as a giant winged monster god emerges out of Cheryl Alessa and takes flight. Um, so then they start shooting down fiery lightning bolts, which kill Dahlia instantly, burning her dead. She just goes up in flames. Um, so that's it. That's now this brings you to the big final boss fight of the game. Where you have to shoot the flying monster god as it rains down the these, incubus, the firing lightning bolts down on you. Um, so when it finally dies and falls to the ground, it bursts into a bright ball of white light, turns back into Angel Cheryl Alessa as more fire just rains down from the heavens. Angel Alessa hands you a baby, a baby, <laughs> which you take. Um, Alessa, who is fading, no questions asked, no questions asked. Alessa is fading out away out of existence. She points off need in some drink. direction into this shit. Sybil regains consciousness along with Kaufman. Then Lisa, Lisa Garland shows up. She's decided to leave the hospital room where she's whatever. She's back now. <laughs> she crawls up through a metal floor. She crawls up through a metal floor, grabs Kaufman pulls him back away from the glowing light. He screams as Lisa pulls him down out of sight. Like, you ain't going nowhere, bitch. You're coming with me. Harry, a.k.a. you, with the baby and Sybil, if she's still alive at this point, if you didn't have to kill her because you didn't have the drugs to throw on her, because of course why would you not no do that? Um, run for a ball of light. The ground shakes as fire continues to rain down. Then all of a sudden you and Sybil just stop, curl up in like the feet into a ball as the screen fades to white. Harry stands up in slow motion as music plays, looks up into the black sky that's still raining down fire. Angel Alessa now is seen again with outreached hands or maybe pointing hands. I don't know if she's pointing to outreach because these graphics are hard to tell at that point. Harry with the baby and Sybil run through the darkness and flames. Angel Alessa dies again. Then we see Harry and Sybil running back through the fog and snow or or ash, whatever it is, white light fills the screen. Roll the credits. That's how the game. That's the fucking what. It's <laughs> such a weird, weird final closing, ending boss closing to a game. Like it's the way so you read odd. it. The way you
1: the way you went over it made me feel like I was watching a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm and like I guess that is the uh, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> that is, and I'm, I'm, it's not an oversimplification of it. That's that's, that's word for word. No, yeah. So there are
0: there. Okay, there yeah. are f-
1: there. There's five endings to this game. One's a joke ending.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, I now before we get, I did not. I don't think I got covered all the endings to this game because I know in two and three they have other endings yeah. which I covered those for sure. But I, got, at, I, got I will em. say okay. Um, I will say after the credits for this ending for this one that I I had. Uh, the and we see a scene of Harry and his wife um, finding a baby in a cemetery. Only now, that's the scene you originally see in like flashbacks in the opening of the movie. But at this point, now instead of the wife, it's Sybil, mm-hmm. which is weird because like so is Sybil now the wife? What the fuck's going on? Then it crossfades. To a scene of Lisa running down a hallway with Kaufman chasing her, he catches her, and this turns into now like a blooper reel, like it's a movie, and they're just showing you outtakes from like these characters are real. She, they yeah, start-
1: they're not. They're not CGI scenes that are anywhere else in the game. No, it's they're just, not. This and these is- are in every credit. Yeah, these are in no okay. matter what ending you get. This this part is okay because that's I didn't that I wasn't sure about because yeah, it's
0: so weird. It's like. Lisa and Kaufman start giggling laughing, like oh we messed up and then it, it does this for like then like it, you get the crunch things where each character is acting silly in their game scenes like uh, you see like Dahlia like running forward the camera like kissing the camera and then like freeze frames and like their name is just, like Dahlia and then you get well, cause like because
1: they were, pre- it, they were pre- presenting it like a make, Hollywood film
0: that makes total sense. Now, what you said, when I, I just right before you said it, Don, I'm like, oh yeah, that thing you said about them trying to make it a, a film. But again, it's just such a weird, weird ending, uh, at least for that particular one. I'm sure they're all strange. But so, what are the endings that you, you, all the right, so you there got?
1: are, there are four technical endings and then one fifth extra joke ending, which is, which actually is really funny because the, the joke endings actually get canonical. Really? Uh, to the other joke endings yes. in the later games. Yeah, I know about the joke ending in. in it's in, not my two. favorite ending. The dog one is my favorite ending. Is that in this one, too? No, that's in. That's I know in, that's in two. That's in two. Oh, that's, that's my a... favorite ending. <laughs> okay. but, but We'll talk about the dog ending yeah, when we get to that it. That is fun. So, uh, for this one, my favorite ending of all time actually is the bad ending. So, did we get the bad ending? It's not like Resident Evil where it's either time-based or, or save data-based. Yeah. You can save as many fucking times as you want. You can take as long as you want. It's far as if you kill Sybil. It's the, it's the side quest. If you kill Sybil but don't do the Kaufman side quest, which happens right before you're looking for the um, uh, carousel, uh, there's this whole side quest, which actually adds about 30 minutes extra to the game, which is sort of neat. There's extra places to go, extra things to do, dialogue that you have with Kaufman. It's really cool. You can skip all of it. So if you skip both of those things in the bad ending, the deity merges with Alessa. Electrocutes Dahlia before attacking Harry. He defeats it. Uh, Cheryl then thanks. She says, thank you, Daddy, for freeing me. And overcome by grief, Harry collapses. And the next scene is that of his corpse in the wrecked car from the very beginning. He's oh, just been dead the whole time. Wow. I actually love that. That's, see, I never, I can't believe all these years, I've never known that ending. Yeah. That's, That's such crazy. a cool that ending. Is, it's like, you just been you know, dead the whole time, dude. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Uh, the Bad Plus ending. That's is what the they lost call, ending, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> is, for lost. <laughs> uh, so the Bad Plus ending you get when you save Sybil with the drug, but don't do the extra coffin stuff. Um, and Harry and Sybil will flee after the D.D.'s demise, um, so you get, like, a little extra scene where they live. But the uh, um, Cheryl still dies. Okay. So it's just, she still dies, but Sybil and Harry are alive. Uh, the good ending um, was with, you do the Sybil stuff, or uh, um, yeah, you don't have to do Sybil, but you do the Kaufman thing. And uh, you did everything that you said. Um, so then with the good plus ending, everything you said, except Sybil is now there because you saved her as well. So there's the good ending where it's, uh, Harry alone. There is no extra scene with Sybil. And then the good plus ending is with Sybil because you saved her. Okay. Then the, then the joke ending, which actually came from a suggestion box and they were like, what else should we do? It's not a joke is, uh, uh, (laughs) extraterrestrials just come after the end and abduct Harry (laughs)
0: Okay, that makes more sense. Like, because I know in the sequel, in other ways, that that makes sense now. uh Yeah, the, the UFO ending. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that came in the first series though, because I never saw that when I was my when, when I played it years and years and years ago. It's really
1: crazy because you, everybody comes together in the endings, and like you, but you don't really get a ton of time with any of them. No, right? Like, uh, Kaufman is kind of part of it, like a little bit. dahlia you meet for a second, like. And it's kind of neat because, um, they, those names, like, seem, like, familiar, but they actually picked names out of either real world characters or, um, you know actors and things like that so yeah um i did hear some of that i i i read some of that but i was like mm,
0: i wasn't sure if that was 100 percent true or not because some like, you know i was reading on like wikipedia and stuff so, d- so i didn't i was dr michael not.
1: kaufman is a combination of the trauma studios producers oh Marco. michael hers and lloyd kaufman makes sense uh you've got um um uh daria argento's uh i think it's his mother uh her name is uh uh Daria but it was going to be that was the original name for Dahlia. Mm-hmm. Uh what else was there? Uh I forget had something to do with Judy Garland, I can't think of it right now. But uh there oh, Lisa Garland. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. That's Lisa's last name. Yeah. Uh, so they, they and they that's a that's a theme that they do throughout. Cuz
0: I know in like one of the early puzzles, very very early puzzles. I don't even know if it's in the score if it's in one of the houses, but like the keys or something there's a or things there's a there's a woodsman, a scarecrow and a lion symbol or key yeah. that you have to get. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, that's very that's where's right. And later There's a uh, Alice in Wonderland one too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one later in the game where it's like the Mad yeah. Hatter, the Red Queen
1: and uh Yeah, they do else. Yeah, Lewis Carroll's uh uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, they did stuff from uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, The Lost World. Like, they they pull references from all kinds of Well, neat they surely
0: pulled – I know they pulled – they had to pull references from Stephen King, too. because oh, obviously, the, I
1: mean, The Mist. Is right, I mean, that story, The Mist. Is and you're, you're, Harry Mason is is a author. Like, he is a Stephen King character, essentially. Uh. Basically, you're Stephen King. You're just not named Stephen yeah. King.
0: <laughs> all right, so that's Silent Hill 1. And it was such – it was when that game came out. It was so different, and so good. Um, so let's move on to Silent Hill Two. Um, this one was released in two thousand one on the PS Two. Uh, so obviously we're jumping right onto the PS Two now. So we're we're gonna get a graphical improvement because I will say some of the graphics of like not the cuts, the cutscenes were still great for the time. Looked wonderful. Um, but again, playing for two at PS One, you look back like oh my god, because like some of the three D renders when you see Sybil and Harry, especially Sybil, like her face and something cause it's like that very, uh, almost Nintendo 64, like uh, golden eye thing where the face is like, just like a polygon, like this angular, <laughs> weird, very angular. And her face is like just plaster on the front. It looks so weird. You know, what's funny
1: about time. the PS one faces is, uh, I, I read this in PlayStation magazine is that the, the guy who did all the 3d rendering, the guy that lived in the studio for two years. Yeah. Um, was it Sato? Was it? No, it's another guy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Again, if of see the internet, so not a, not not a great, you know, selection for 3D modeling renders, so kind of had to do it from 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 flat pictures. He didn't have uh a good head reference for white people. <laughs> essentially, I'm I'm not joking. It makes I mean it makes so sense. So that's why a, they look kind of weird when you get up close to him. He they gave an interview and he's like I didn't have a good reference for well, Americans is what he yeah. called them. I'm just fucking they're white, so they're white, white people. Yeah. So, fucking, yeah. He didn't have a good Irish person to sit, an Irish Catholic <laughs> to sit down. You sit here while I fucking work on your face for two years. Yeah. So, that's why they look so weird like that in, in at least this game. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what the hell Rare was doing with Goldeneye. Yeah. Um, so,
0: we move on to PS2, things get better. Um, some background information. Uh, so, on, upon release in 2001, it sold over a million copies in its first month, um, which is huge at that time. Work on Silent Hill 2 began in June of 1999, so pretty much as soon as Silent Hill had been completed, they'd already decided to start on a sequel, which is weird, given the fact that, when we look back at the, the uh, uh, background information, like how little faith the studio had in the game when they developed it, the fact that they'd already started that quickly on, on a sequel before it was even released, is crazy. Like, uh, So, uh, its narrative was inspired by the Russian novel Crime and Punishment by uh, Dostoevsky. Dolph- um and some other influences. Uh, games artistic style include work from David Cronenberg, David Fincher, David Lynch, who we talked about earlier, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, cultural references and history, films and literature, can be found in the game as well. In contrast with the previous title, those narratives which concern more cult activity in uh, number one, Silent Hill Two focuses directly on the psycho- psych- psychology of its characters. Some of the more apparent themes that appear throughout the narrative include grief, guilt, punishment. Uh, seen during the game is James' guilted consciousness manifesting forms of the enemies as the player engage, that the player engages with. Uh, the puzzles they must uh, solve to proceed, as well as symbolism within the puzzles as well. Um, the ending, Silent Hill 2, features six endings, which I guess I can come back to after uh, we get through the game. We'll come back to that. Uh, and there's also then, that was released later, um, I believe, was a little mini, I guess you would call it now, it would probably be considered like a DLC nowadays but there is a um, game called born from a wish uh, which was a side story scenario um, in the special editions and re-release of the game in which the player takes in control of Maria uh, shortly before she and James meet in Silent Hill after waking up in the town with a gun and contemplating suicide she decides to try to find someone Uh, she eventually encounters a a local mansion where she hears the voice of its owner Ernest Baldwin Ernest refuses to let Maria into his room and will only talk to her through the closed door. After Maria completes tasks for him, Ernest warns her about James, whom he describes as a bad man. Um, After Maria is allowed in, she opens the door to Ernest's room to find it empty. She leaves the mansion, and at the conclusion of the scenario, Maria contemplates suicide one more time, but ultimately uh, resolves to find James instead, and the side story concludes with a voiceover of James encountering Maria in the park and her introducing herself to him as it happens during the events of the main story. So that's a a little kind of, I guess, bonus thing that they they released uh, later um, as
1: well. So the neat part about that is an original PS2 release... It's not in there. Yeah, it's But not. then they released the game on Xbox, and I think it's called like Shatter something. No, Shattered Memories that's is right. a that, totally different that's game. That's the remake. It's yeah. got like a little subtitle when it comes out on Xbox. But that has that Born from a Wish scenario on yeah. there. Then they re-release the game on PS2 again, but not a special edition re-release. It's just under the Greatest Hits title. Yeah. So it's like a budget. Like when you get Greatest Hits on PS2 and PS1, it was like cheaper versions of the game. Yeah,
0: they are like, 20 bucks. Yeah, so like
1: right? Because they would already sold a million copies or whatever the mm-hmm. staple was. So they're like, here it is again, re-released. And on the greatest hits PS2 re-release, that's where you can get this on PS2. It's not even advertised on the box like front, like, get extra scenarios. <laughs> it's just, you got just it. They just gave it to you that's for free, cool. which is really neat. That and very cool. unheard of at the time. Yeah. Right? To get sort of a budget version of it with extra with content. Extra, yeah, normally you would just get the bare bones, yeah. the basic stuff. And then in the HD release uh, on PS3 and Xbox 360, it's, it's there. Okay. It's there as well.
0: Um, anything else about the, the game like that you want to through before we actually go through the game and kind of talk about the,
1: uh, no, so it's so funny because uh, you had that, and here's literally what I wrote. There's nothing cool about the development of this. Long story short, first game made money, so second game got better budget and bigger team. <laughs> I mean, it's really true, that right? Is, yeah. There are more, obviously, themes and stuff that they do there, but like they were just like, hey, cool, now we can realize the ideas we wanted with the first game that we didn't get to do because you only fucking gave us a small amount of money. We right. made you an ass load. Now you're going to let us go from a team of five people to like 50 so then they made the game that they truly wanted to make but there's like there's nothing cool about like nobody's sleeping in the yeah offices. nobody's
0: living in the office for two years <laughs> um so yeah this is my notes where I said opening cool video like little opening uh cinematic videos that I, actually I missed the days when games did that so in this game you play as James not Harry totally different character um you go to Silent Hill to look for your wife um in their special place because he gets a letter from his wife mary saying come meet me in our special place his dead wife yes i was about to say that's the thing mary has been dead for three years when the game starts and when you get this letter from her so um early in the game james meets this young woman named angela in a graveyard who warns him to stay away from silent hill and that we learned that she's looking for her mom so you get you, this first character we introduce is angela um and I do say – I love that as you make your way into town, you keep hearing these, like, disgusting wet sounds of, like, something lurking in the fog around you, but it's never seen. Yeah. It's so, like, disturbing. Like, what the fuck is that? And But nothing ever gets you. You never see it, but you, you hear shit lurking around you. It's so good. Um,
1: How long did it take you to get out of the bathroom at the very beginning of the game? Because you start in the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shit, I don't remember. Now, when we get to number three, I'll talk about the beginning of the three and how i probably <laughs> sure with that one. But number two, I do not remember. It's been so Dude, long. Dude, <laughs> str- struggle
1: with it because what looks like a door that you could click on isn't. It's like a closet that you don't even get a reaction for. Like, this is a closet. Yeah. Or anything like that. Or like, it's locked. I can't go this way. And then what the doorway is is not highlighted in any way, shape, or form. There's no exit sign. I'm like, how the fuck <laughs> do I get out of this roadside bathroom? If, I'm not, if I stay here long enough, Michael Myers is going to show up and rain teeth on me. I need to to leave, it, it pisses me off, but uh, it is cool that uh, once you get out, you're 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 on the other side of the lake, yeah. And you're you're and you're in Silent Hill. You're just in a different part different than part. the first game. Yes. It's it's kind of neat. You can see it off in the distance. It's very cool. Um. So, um.
0: So at this point, you're walking down. To and this is where you meet the new um, armless men enemies. Uh, the Armist guys oh uh, that weren't in the first game. And the first time I saw this guy, mm-hmm. it was so creepy to me. These guys are so creepy the way they twitched and squirmed. And it was even creepier is when they're on the ground and they're like slithering, like moving like
1: worms. Like that shit freaked me the fuck out when I first played. Like that is fucking disturbing. This, this game took the psychological horror just. Turned it up, fucking. Yeah. This thing goes to eleven. Yes. Like, just they fucking cranked yeah. it? Number man. two,
0: the psychological shit is through the roof of this game. So way before its time, I think. So early, um, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> my dog like, Swiffer over there came to life <laughs> out of my perif. Um, so you go to this apartment building. Let's break this down by locations again. Uh, that's where you get the flashlight and. Um, you meet the legs on top of legs
1: monster. Oh my God, the against, mannequins. Yeah, it's a, the bottom half of a body sewn to the bottom, bottom half of half, a body, but yeah. they're like on top of each other. It's like belly to belly sort yeah, of thing.
0: Yeah, it's so creepy mm-hmm. and disturbing. Um, I mean, well, it gets worse later. Oh, it gets so much worse. But my first one here is the fucking monster design in this game is so good. Like, whoever designed these things is seriously has some emotional issues, I think, or some fucked upness because their design is so good. For the, the the different creatures you encounter in this game. Now, in the first game, there was very few. There's maybe a hand, like maybe five total. You had like the dog. You had the flying bat thing. You had the, the pterodactyl. The, yeah. Ba- yeah, the it's called like the air screamer too. They had terrible names in the first terrible game. names. Uh, but they had like the baby with the knife and the nurses and and really that's
1: about yeah. it. I think you get it, the doctor, which looks just like the nurse, nurse just, in a just takes code. a little bit longer to kill.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you had, like, I think I think it was in this and at, at first one at, near the end. You got, like, the giant, like, gorilla dog. You do. Thing. Yeah, they uh, kind of, like, leap they're around. They're, like,
1: stalkers or something yeah. like that. Like I said, they had terrible fucking names. But name that is,
0: that's game. basically it. There's, so basically four, maybe five different enemies throughout the entire game. Yeah. Um, this one, they get a lot more variety. Uh, and they're so much creepier looking. There is a so scene much creepier. with
1: these mannequin legs and pyramid head later. Do you have it? I yeah. Don't really oh, it. oh, yeah. I, got I don't it. get to it until we oh, get well, to well, it. Oh, I got it. But
2: I surely got it. Yeah. Jesus
1: Christ.
0: <laughs> um. So uh, we get to the apartment building. Yeah. So uh, you and this is where you meet the bratty little girl here who I didn't get her name for a long. It's Laura Lauren or something like that, which for a long time, you don't get her name. She's just this bratty little girl. And of course, this is where we meet Pyramid Head uh like fucking a pair of leg monsters yeah you're uh, hiding in a closet (laughs) and he
1: like has his way with the fucking legs like what like sexualization is huge in this game because um james james's wife as they died like they it was like a sexless marriage sort of thing because she was six all that sick all the time so like the way you see the sexy nurses later—that's James's visualization of them in his head. Uh, the fucking leg thing, the whole pyramid head sex thing, which you've already—I think you've already been introduced to pyramid head at this point in time, right? Or is this the first time? This you is the it? first time you get pyramid head, I, I believe. No, no, no it's the first time in the game, but this is just the first point. When the he, pyramid is not in the first game. No, no, that's what I mean. Is, is, is so you're the, this. You're, you're, this is the first time you're introduced to Pyramid Head. No, 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 no. I know. I know. I know. This is the first game he's in. I mean, like oh. when he shows up and fucks the legs. Have yeah. you already seen him yet in the game? Or is no, this that's the, what I'm saying. I think. This oh, is this, the first is, the, first, think think this is the. That's what I thought. That's the first, first time, time you, you yeah. ever yeah. experienced them. So like, you're like, look at that fucking. I'm gonna have to fight that later. In <laughs> is he gonna try to rape me? <laughs> like what? Like. Now I got a whole new host of problems I got to worry about. <laughs> I just want to fucking survive this fucking tetanus-ridden world. And I don't want to get fucking raped by Giant Sword Man.
2: Um,
1: so, yeah. Um, and then you meet, after that, you meet
0: Fat Eddie for the first time, vomiting into a toilet, swearing he didn't kill a guy in this apartment that
1: you you, you found. You find a dead guy in. So they when the development, because there's just like a not a lot there... He was actually named after Eddie Murphy, and he was originally yeah. supposed to be the funny man. I
0: heard that again. I read that on Wikipedia. I'm like Eddie Murphy. I'm like, is this real? Like, I'm not gonna write that down because I can't imagine because there is nothing I about Eddie in this game that even closely re- resembled
1: Eddie Murphy. Like, I think there's a like- couple of really good, like Konami produced. You know, documentary sort of, you know, how this was made sort of, you know, kind of stuff behind the scenes, I guess, whatever okay. uh, that that's that that information comes from. So All it right. is it is true. It is true. But because they were like, here's the original version. And he wasn't a black guy, but like he was supposed to be very funny, sort of a comedic relief, the comedic relief. to uh, alleviate some of the tension because this. Well, they dropped that because he is right? not funny. No, this is no, game is there is tense.
0: no comedic relief in this game whatsoever. No, God, no.
1: <laughs> this game is fucking nail bitingly tense. Yeah, it is.
0: Uh, you, you're, you have your second meeting with Angela, where you learn that she's not quite right in the head and she's carrying around a bloody knife and she ends up giving it to you. Um, so it's, it's kind of. <laughs> <weird. laughs> she done. like Here, take this bloody knife it's I just, have.
1: It's just real casual about yeah. it,
0: too. <laughs> Here you go. Um, you go outside the apartment. You have your second encounter with the bratty girl. And this is where you first meet the sultry Maria for the first time, who, fuck, at, when, at this time, it was like. Yeah, you want to bang Maria. Like you, you every you want every nobody will. If anybody tells you they didn't want to bang Maria, they're lying because Maria is like, fuck you for for like two thousand one game. Grab like, yeah, she's a smoke show. So what I was
1: trying to Google before we got to, and I was like, man, like, I want to fucking get a picture of Maria.
0: Yeah, she was hot and the way she talked. Uh, but she looks like Mary's twin. That's the whole thing. She looks identical to your dead wife. Uh, at this point, Maria joins you for a while. She follows you around as you walk around um, until you reach a bowling alley. Uh, and apparently she fucking hates bowling because oh she God. refuses to go inside with you. She's like, I'm gonna, excuse me, I'm gonna wait out here. And I'm like, damn, she really must hate bowling. She would rather just hang outside in the monster-filled fog than go inside a bowling alley with you. Um, so in the bowling alley, you meet Fat Eddie and the Brag Girl eating pizza. And I'm like, where did they get that pizza from? Like, <laughs> of all the things i see, I'm like, where did the pizza come from? That's fresh food.
1: Check it for keys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One thing we learned: to always check your food for hidden keys. Yeah, no shit. Oh my god, it's bitten this fucking awesome pepperoni, fucking giant key in it.
0: <laughs> uh, Laura runs off. You go after her back outside. Maria joins back with you, and you, this leads you to the hospital. Um, now, correct me if wrong here, because this is not the same hospital from the first game, which I think is weird and kind of a dumb mistake. Because uh, the the name on the map, if I remember, the first hospital was like something really, we- something with an A, and it's really long, like Ant i'm not even trying to pronounce it. it's a weird name which starts with an a um and then here it's brookhaven or something like that the hospital so mm-hmm. it's two different hospitals which i don't know why they would like change that like that's a uh, if it's an I oversight or something i don't think
1: it's the hospital from the first one because you're in a different part of silent hill so okay, and, it, and that could be but i, was like, I mean is, i live in a town that has two hospitals we do yes but i
0: that was my next point It's like if it's a different hospital like, it's just weird that a, this is a small town that would have two hospitals. Like, like a tiny little town. The very. Fact you, the fact that you even have one hospital is probably pretty uh, stretch of a word.
1: Like, very true.
0: So I just like, it was weird that there'd be two different hospitals here. Um, but
1: anyway, this is where we get introduced to the classic and the famous. That's what you're worried about? <laughs> <laughs> There's fucking leg monsters just made of legs. <laughs> yeah. But you're like. Fucking, there's just too many hospitals. Yeah, that, something's off here. In this town. Mm.
0: Yep, something about that is soup fishy. Uh, but here's where you meet the classic, and everybody knows the famous, creepy, fucked-up nurses um they're different like i said they're not the ones from the first because these are the the ones that are the, the hot the, the hot the kind of sexy God, hot you there. see them
1: at like comic cons Con, and stuff you're so like hot. i have the weirdest boner right I now i know it's like what's wrong with me because you're moving weird but you're like gyrating at the same time and there's all you're your wearing, fun like, parts the, are hanging out
0: yeah like a short mini skirt and your tits are hanging out like yeah um fun fact when we were at uh the uh second contamination contamination yep uh uh, the one where like I was days after having like my brain surgery. Uh, I, I was actually asked to be one of the judges of the uh, costume contest. I'm like,
1: I thought you were going to say, somebody okay. asked me to be the sexy nurse. No.
0: Well, I was like, are you really me? I, I can barely even speak in function, but you want me to do like, all right. So, and then we, I get there like, there's like two or three other people that are going to judge with me. And none of them wanted to like, take the lead and like talk on the mic and introduce things. I'm like, I'm like dead. I'm basically, I'm like, and it's so like are you really no one was gonna do it's like fine so i had to do this take lead as the lead judge for this thing but point is one of the girls there was dressed up as sexy nurse from silent hill and she was my pick to win and we gave her the we gave her the nice. uh, the, the, the <clears throat> first place the other girl was the uh ba- babadook uh guy a really good And i think he was a little pissed he didn't win but like that's good, but. Sorry, dude, you're not that like, girl. I'm like, Silent Hill Nurse. That's really good. And she had the whole face, like, messed up face thing. You're just in a. And tits? You're just, like, in shoulder pads and a big hat. Like, <laughs> I. <was. laughs> there was a barf there, though, from uh, uh, Space Balls, though. Somebody's dressed nice. up in a barf, too. Um, anyway, so I'm just. That was just a fun little callback there. Uh, so at this point, um, in the hospital full of kill nurse monsters, you leave Maria alone in a room to take a nap. <laughs> Which, again, is
1: so odd. Like, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. You know, like, there's- so much <laughs> has happened to James at this time, but he's like, why don't you just... You know what? It's probably safe <laughs> for you to sleep here. You just fucking yeah. like take your nap.
0: Um, so you go around the hospital some more, and on the roof, Pyramid Head shows up and hits you through a chain-link fence off the roof. Just hits you with the sword, you go flying off the roof. And you wake up in what seems like a psych ward of the hospital, uh, because the hallways lined with padded white rooms covered in blood. Uh... You find Laura in a teddy bear room because teddy bears are never creepy, um, and she tells James how she knows Mary. Then looks uh, she looks you uh, lo- locks you in a room with a pair of fucking scary ass flesh creatures and metal frames floating around the ceiling trying to attack you. Uh, again, the, the, the creature design here goes over the top and weird. Because like, like, I don't know how I, I begin to describe these things. They're like these these metal f- frames. But they're like in these there are boxes or something like that. And there's flying around it's fucking
2: They are me of like
1: cages with arms and legs kinda.
0: Yeah, but they're not full cages. It's just like the frame of a cage. Right. There's no enclosure part. It's just the frames. And there's like creatures in it like lashing out at you. It's fucking weird. I don't
1: know how to yeah, I, I there's no good way to describe it. No. You just have to look at yeah, it. Yeah,
0: you do exactly. Uh, again, it's a this fucking great original match design. Ma- Maria shows back up yelling at you for leaving her alone, even though the bitch was like, I'm
1: tired, I'm going to take a nap here. Well, you supposed to sit there and watch her? I mean, I guess <laughs> that's what Lisa did in the first one. Is she just watched Harry nap. Yeah, actually. sure. So did. I guess maybe Maria was like, Look, my friend Lisa does it to me all the time, so you can just watch me fucking sleep. Uh, Harry,
0: there's James, whatever fucking name there's is. There's a scene in the elevator uh, where this broken radio turns on and you hear a game show.
1: <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> so weird. that says James is the contestant and, and asks you three trivia questions, uh, which you have to answer, and then sends you to a storeroom to collect your prize uh, and that your answer, if, you better be sure your answers are right because if you're not, there's a big punishment for you. And I'm like, that's proper fucking creepy. When you hear, like, your own name on a game show, and it's like telling you, trivia questions about the world you live in or this world you're now. Do you know I mean, what happens when you get them wrong? I've never got seen what happens when you get them wrong. So what does happen when you get them I wrong? I don't know. I was when you had it. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got it <them> right <laughs> I mean, every I time. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never seen it wrong. Um, <laughs> They're kind of obvious. Yeah, they are pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, Pyramid at chases. It's you probably know,
1: drops remember. the elevator or something.
0: Me? But you're not in the elevator. We, I don't know. I'd Probably something stabs you or something. Mm. Um, Pyramid Head shows up Chases you and Maria Down a narrow winding hallway That leads to another elevator James Makes it to the elevator But Maria gets killed By Pyramid Head As it as the doors close And it's a really good Intense moment Because you're chasing You see him chasing you Down this narrow winding hallway And he's like right behind Like fuck 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 fuck, fuck. And you get to the elevator Doors close She's reaching her arms Like help me And he, he stabs her And the doors close on her And she dies It's
1: James does not help her. He does not, <laughs> not but even a little bit. No, but it's proper. It's a great, intense moment. See, everyone, you don't take naps in Silent Hill.
0: <laughs> um, now, there's this. These guys, you see them again later, but this, this is the first time you see them. There's this part where you're running down the metal grain in the other world. The the metal like chain link fence flooring, and underneath you are these giant like large flesh monsters are like swinging on the grain like like monkeys underneath. But, and their arms are like clubs, and they're just like swinging it as you like run over them. It's a great fucking visual, it's scary as hell at the time. Um, again, just another one, I loved it.
1: I forgot about those when I replayed it and I like, got to that point, scared the shit out of me because I remember we forgot them earlier, but like the little weird praying mantis things that you see in the sewers, yeah, in the sewers, yeah, like bugs, like the bug but like things. when you get down there, you know, I was expecting something like that, and I was like, oh, I think there's something down here, and then these fucking club armed things come at me. And they're underneath, they're swinging under you, like freaking. The wind are going to fuck p- out. Yeah. I was like, oh god, forgot about this.
0: <clears throat> uh, so then you have this endless hallway that leads you to one some building. Like this hallway, you just run down and run and run and run. It's like a mind trip it's like, how long can I got run down this hallway? But eventually, you do get to a door. Takes that them, is that it. is
1: some Konami shit right there. Do the same thing in Metal Gear Solid Three. You're running down a river. You're like, is this fucking? Good? I got like literally <laughs> like 25 minutes.
0: Um, then you blindly jump down a dark hole. Like, you there's a giant hole in front of You can't see down. He's like, hmm, what should I do? Well, I guess I'll jump down the hole. <laughs> well, James is like,
1: I'm not going back down 15-mile hallway here. <laughs> yeah. So, I, either I die or I don't. Either way, I'm going down this I'm going
0: down hole. the hole. And then you find a hidden door behind a brick wall that leads to the sewer-like area. Um, and then you have to take another leap of faith by jumping down another seamlessly bottomless hole. You do this like three times in this game, you just blindly jump down holes. By the third time, James is going, wee! wee. <laughs> um, at, we're at the bottom of this hole, you find Eddie with a gun talking about killing a guy for making fun of him and with his, making fun of him with his eyes. Uh, and he says, oh, nope, I'm just joking, man, and he leaves. What? <laughs> you jump down a black, bottomless hole and find a, this guy with a gun who says, "I killed this guy for looking at me wrong." Kidding.
1: I'm out. What? Dude, David Lynch wrote these guys a letter. Is like, dude, this shit doesn't even make sense to me.
0: <laughs> so you end up in a, the prison is the next location. You solve the the square tablet puzzle. Hear a man scream somewhere in the distance, which is again just a great mind fuck. Like, oh shit, what did I just do to this guy? You jump down yet another black hole, and then another one. So you get two back-to-back, and then a third one. So you get three in a row of these black holes you're just jumping down. That's six if you're counting at home. And then you ride what seems like a never-ending elevator down even further. So how far down in the earth you've gone at this point is beyond me. Uh, Then you find Maria alive in a cell with no memory of being killed by Pyramid Head whatsoever. She gets real flirty and seductive. She's like, "I want you in here, but I, I want to touch you, but I can't because these bars are in our way." It's like she gets real kind of slutty. It's kind of hot, um, <laughs> but she's stuck in his cell, so she sends James off to find a way to get her out so she can bang him. Basically, now he's like, on "She's party. like,
1: I need a key. There's a jelly bean room down the door. If she'd full of jelly beans, just <laughs> just fucking check all the jelly beans." <laughs> Uh, again, shit's just it's getting
0: weirder. You go down one hallway and you hear a girl shout out, Daddy, please don't, which that's fucking frightening as hell. Oh,
1: the daddy monster.
0: <laughs> daddy, please don't. When you go inside, you find Angela curled up next to this disgusting, pulsing blob monster that looks like it's swallowed a table um, in a room that looks like it's made from flesh. It's like a flesh room. Um, you have to fight this thing. Um, after killing it, Angela gets up, uh, kicks the shit out of it, then drops a TV on it and accuses you of only being nice to her so you can fuck her. And she has a mental breakdown and leaves. <laughs> That's basically the epitome of that scene. That's what happens. That's weird.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, then you get a room with hanging corpses and a puzzle. It's hanging. The cor- it's a puzzle of there's like six hanging people hanging from a noose in this one room. And then you have to go into another room where you pull down a noose, like like you're gonna hang yourself, but when you go back into the other room, the body of the noose you pulled down is now gone. It's like raised up in the ceiling, and like it there's like a key or something in its place, I forget. Uh, but again, just a kind of a cool puzzle. Like that was one that really stuck out. I like that. One. When you
1: walk into that room and they're all just fucking hanging there. Yeah. And if you stand still, they ever so slightly just move a little bit. And it's just <laughs> like that's so good. It's so good.
0: Uh, later, you find Maria dead on a bed again. She's like bloody. There's blood on the mattress. That bitch
1: has got to stop napping. And she's just dead in on a bed.
0: <laughs> um, which just leads you to finding a small graveyard that has freshly dug up graves with tombstones that all have the character names on them. There's one for Eddie. There's one for Angela. And there's one for James. So what do you do? You jump down into your own grave and it takes it to a staircase going down even further.
1: Because, <laughs> of course, the architect <laughs> of Silent Hill is obviously Ivo Shandor. Or M.C. Escher or right? <laughs> um, So, you go in a door that leads to a large
0: freezer room where Eddie is in the middle. He's in the middle of it, surrounded by dead bodies. He's, Eddie has snapped at this point. He's ranting about killing everyone and anyone who makes fun of him. James is like, dude, have you gone crazy? Which he should have said that because that Eddie turns on him and starts shooting at James. like, fuck you. You think I'm crazy? And so... You fight off Eddie, and Eddie runs away. He released. He You're following him through another giant freezer, and hanging the hanging chunks of meat and, or deformed bodies or animals. I'm not really sure what they're supposed to be, but just, you know, somehow a Rocky movie. Uh, <laughs> um, so you get the final shootout with Eddie. You kill him. James gets upset over having killed a human being for the first time because everything else you killed at this point is just a weird fucking monster. Um, then he questions if Mary really did die three years ago at all. Um, you exit the uh, freezer and find yourself back outside and side the hill on a dock. Because, <laughs> again, side hill <laughs> architecture and logic.
1: Um, you It like, a- <laughs> makes no sense. But, no. I mean, it really doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. You, it doesn't have to be practical. You no. just you have to keep going. Yeah. And that's the fun part. It, it's very linear, but it's very fun because you don't even know where you're going to end up yeah. next. And instead of it just being, like, crazy for crazy's sake – it it has a theme and a reason behind it, and mm-hmm. you get it all unfolds Folds later, but it's... It's great. Uh, it, it,
0: because of this, it, it really plays on the psychological horror yeah. part of it. Cause like, we're what,
1: laughing about it because we can, but we're not making fun of it. No, them. no, it's it's really good. Yeah. Um, so,
0: you take a rowboat across the fall-covered lake to the resort hotel, which, which seems to take forever. Again, it's like the answer. You just roll and roll and row, and... Um, and it feels like you're not going anywhere, or making any progress. But you finally see this little light behind you, keep rolling to it. And again, it takes forever. But you finally reach the other side, and you're finally at the, the Lakeview Hotel, which is the
1: special place that Mary was talking about. Of all the fucking thing, most ridiculous things in this game, they're like, let's add a little element of realism let's take how long (laughs) would practically get across the fucking lake in a rowboat and make that really a mechanic. It's like, seriously? (laughs) That's, yeah. I got a guy with a fucking giant pyramid on his head fucking a a pair of legs (laughs) and only legs, but you're like, it's really going to take him probably a half hour to fucking row across this thing. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and do that. So
0: at the hotel, you find Laura in the restaurant, James and Laura talk about Mary. We learned that Laura and Mary had had, had the same nurse, that they were in a hospital together for something. And they had the same nurse. Um, Laura gives James a letter from Mary, which suggests that if Laura is reading this letter, then Mary is dead. The letter also tells us that Laura hated James because she thought that James wasn't nice to Mary, but Mary like, Hey, give him a chance underneath it all. He's really sweet. Mary tells Laura that she loves her like her own daughter and that she was hoping to adopt Laura someday so that it would get more connection and more story there. Laura mentions that second letter, but realizes that she dropped it somewhere, so she has to run off to look for it. And again, it makes me like, how the fuck does this little kid get around this town with all these monsters, and how does she roll her ass across the lake? Like, I love how these kickers just show yeah. up and all you just places. one boat. Yeah. <laughs> and James has it. Yeah. Uh, the elevator won't work unless she plays all your stuff... Everything you own in a, in the in your inventory in a box, um, making you On the left, with, uh, everything you
1: own is in a box.
0: <laughs> right. So it makes you go forward with nothing, and that tariff that was so scary in this game because like all these mods like I have nothing. Like you you don't, you can't, you don't have a knife, you don't have a two by four, nothing in your inventory
1: because you you I mean you're picking up everything and hell in the first game you're used to having shit that you never even use. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's true. Um, and I want to say, didn't they do this in Silent Hill and Cole Veronica at one point? Wasn't there something like the uh, uh, melody Tech where you had to drop all your guns in the box and mm-hmm. go forward? Uh, but still, like this—I mean—in this situation, like man, I was like, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't no, want. I don't want to go forward without my you stuff. You know, you're,
1: I mean, you're you're a predator at the end of the game, and you know that something you gotta have to fucking take something down. Something's coming at the end, at, yeah. right? All right, this. And it's no, making exactly. you get rid of all your
0: stuff. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. like this one bit. <laughs> Um, so anyway, the videotape you watch uh, in the room where James and Mary stayed—you um, get the, the room that they stayed in on you know, like the, a trip or something—it uh, reveals the big twists of this of this game, and that James, the character you're playing this whole time, is the whole time you're like, "Oh, I gotta find my wife. I love my wife." You find, you find out that James actually killed his wife by smothering her with a pillow while she slept. Uh, and at this point, this was such a huge mindfuck twist for its time. It blew my mind. Like, it's such a crazy mind-fucking twist uh, at this time in, in 2001. Um, it, it just... It was insane. Like, and then you hear Mary's voice calling to you through the static on the TV. Uh, but, my God, what'd you... How'd you react to that For when you first play this game? And you're like, holy shit, wait, I killed my wife? I did it? Like, talk about psychological horror
1: game, but, like, what were your reactions to that? So... When we get to this point, right? It's all you're looking for is your wife. Like I yeah. said, just looking for, looking for, looking for. I just thought that it was, it, no joke, thought that it was another, like, just mind fuck Silent Hill game, right? I just thought it was a mind game. I didn't think that it actually happened. I just thought they were trying to convince me of it. But they're not. And when I beat the game, I'm like, oh. Then. I actually got and 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 this is a real thing. You can look this up. This has been documented every time, like with this, especially with these first two games, that uh, certain pl- certain people will suffer from temporary depression from playing these things. <laughs> like I remember the the kid who let me borrow the first one's like, dude, you're gonna be super <laughs> fucking sad when you beat this, and I was yeah 15 at the time. I was like, "Well, no, not." And like, I got then I was like, "That was fucking sad." <laughs> and then when you do this, which just only came out just two years later, I mean, it really is fucking depressing. So it, I got to the I got to the end, end, and was like, "Bummer." That's mm. that wouldn't mind fuck. That was a real thing. I really James really did that. It really, it really bothered me. I uh, it, it fucked me up, dude. Yeah. like it, it. It's it's. I've struggled a little bit with that kind of. i am kind of because because it's, it's just it's it's just really hard to get past. Yeah, it's so hard because like. Now,
0: I'm, I can what a do, great twist! It's a wonderful twist. It to me, it's like the first. Like, no, I'm not, I've never played. I can't say I'm the biggest game. I've played a lot of games, but I didn't play a lot of various various systems. So there's I a lot of things shit I did, ton but, of games. I've but, never so, experienced yeah, anything like this. So, but, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in 2001, or uh, never. I don't remember ever playing a game because in every game I play up to that, the, you're the good guy. That you're the hero. You're you're the the one on the right. You're going to save the day. Never had I play a game where you the whole time you're playing this guy you say, like, yeah, he's just sound he's looking for his wife, he loves his because he loves his wife so much, and then you find out that, no, you're a fucking murder you murdered your wife, you're a bad guy. The whole time like just boom. Might just mind explode. It was so that's why you're radically seeing all these different
1: sexualized images of things. That's why you never stop Maria from coming on to you. You're never like, oh, No, my wife, I'm married. Yeah, you're just like, Oh, uh, I guess I'll go find a key. And then you and she's gone. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay, well, then uh, don't worry about it. Then, yeah, it's
0: it was such a monumental moment, I think, in for me for gaming, but just like just the psychological the psychology of it all, just the mess with you. Like, so
1: such good writing i think at that point it, it was so good when you get outside of it when you finish it and you get some perspective you're like it clicks yeah yeah everything leading up to this point makes sense of what you've been seeing and experiencing 100% um it's, it's his, like it's, his it's, his it's like the whole
0: thing like you can't see the forest through the trees here's like here's a little piece here a little piece here but when you it's like pointism if you yeah. look too close all you see are the little dots but when you stand back the whole point you see the whole picture it's, and
1: it's the, this is the whole crime and punishment aspect of it yeah. right you're not he's not being punished by a court of law for his crime, he's being punished b- by himself. By himself for his guilt. His yes. guilt is what's causing all of this in the first place. Exactly. So here we, now we get the
0: final scene with Angela on a burning staircase. Um, at this point, she's lost it. And she thinks James is her mom. Uh, she does snap out of it, come to it at one point. She thanks James for saving her, but wishes he hadn't. Uh, she thinks she deserved what happened to her so far. She asks James for the knife back, but you can refuse. You don't give it to her. Um, so Angela pretty much just then decides to kill herself and just walks up the burning staircase deeper into the fire, and you never see her again. Again, it's like, God, damn the emotions. Like just the psychological trauma here of like just because basically it's led to believe that Angela was I guess sexually abused by her dad. Uh, and it, it let her just fucked her up that's why you see the daddy monster yes and she's like daddy daddy please don't or daddy stop um, and when she when you hear that and she's just, she's just been suicidal this whole time and you see the bloody knife and actually, like, was she trying to kill herself or did she kill her dad um, and then she's just like alright well I'm done I'm just gonna go she kills herself like walking up into the fire and you never see her again it's just again an intense what the fuck moment um, after that you find Maria hanging upside down in a cage Flanked by not one but two pyramid heads, and like what? Okay, so first of all, you see pyramid this whole time. And there's only been one. And you're like, holy shit! I don't want to mess with that guy, but now there's two
1: of them. Yeah, because you, you have a, you get an encounter with him, which is essentially a boss fight, but you can. You can shoot him as many times as you want. You don't have to shoot him at all. It doesn't matter because it's not really a boss fight, That's right? Yeah, he, you he, just have to avoid him until he the he the, goes downstairs and like the sinks siren a goes on, like
0: a, like a flooded stairwell. And he sinks underneath the water and, and he's gone.
1: Yeah, like the siren just like calls him away and he goes another part of it. Right, him. but now now there's two of these dudes. Yeah, now there's two. Um, so they um.
0: So they kill Maria by running her through with their giant fucking weapons. One has a spear, I think, and it's, or they have spears now it says swords. But they they kill Maria spearhead. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, this is like the third time she's died in this mo- in this game now.
1: Um, this 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 is a cool realization, of, yeah. of James after.
0: This. Oh, it's so good. So James basically realizes that the pyramid heads are his own creations, designed to punish himself for being weak. This leads to the boss fights. All the monsters are creations of his psyche. It's just his psyche doing all this. It's it's so good. It's good. Uh, The boss fight with the the pyramid head. So basically, in. Which happens?
1: Uh, they oh, commit sorry. suicide. Yeah,
0: they basically you, you shoot them enough. You avoid me, shoot me, shoot me, shoot, them, and they basically for long you survive long enough That's to the point where they carry just,
1: themselves. Yeah,
0: they kill themselves by impaling their giant heads on their own spears, and they prop up their dead bodies. It's a cool visual, just like eh, up through the, like bottom of the jaw through the chin, and then they just kind of the spears prop their bodies up and they just die. It's fucking creepy and cool. It's there's your boss fight. There's your boss fight, um, or sub boss fight one. Yeah. yeah. So after the fight, you go down a long hallway while hearing memories of James and and Mary talking. Like you just whole playback in your head. Now this is kind of a key moment. that I'll come back to later, depending on how you handle this hallway in the game. Um, but you hear all this this conversation between him and all his voiceover, and it's kind of heartbreaking. The listening to Mary struggle with the fact that she's dying and she's going through this range of emotions from anger and then she like, to. Uh, uh, to fear and depression. Like it, she, it, she runs the gauntlet. It's really well written. It's really sad and depressing at the same time, but it's, 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 it, you, yeah, but it's need It's needed. Like you need, it's, it's important and it's, good you wouldn't think time. it
1: could get worse than a videotape of you euthanizing your own wife. Yeah, but it does. <laughs>
0: it does. Uh, so up on a rooftop, you find Mary waiting for you. She turns into like this uh, upside down cage monster that flies around trying to kill you with a black tentacle that tries to strangle you or by shooting out a swarm of demon bats that, like, try to swarm you. Which is both, both of those are very symbolic or reminiscent of James killing her because either way, she's being swarmed and you're being smothered by these bats like you smothered her the pillow, or she's strangling you, cutting off your air supply like you did to her as well. So, again, that's, I think that's great, like, way to tie it all together in the boss attacks. Um, after you win, you get a cutscene between James. Uh, this is one ending, so keep this fine. Uh, this ending, you, you cutscene between James sitting at Mary's bedside while Mary lays in bed. He asks Mary to forgive him, says that she told him she wants to die. James says that's why he did it, to end her suffering, but it wasn't the whole truth. Uh, he, want, he There was a part of him that hated her for taking away his life. Mary says, You killed me, and you're suffering for it. Enough, James. And she hands him a letter. She goes into a coughing fit and dies. James picks her up, carries her body off screen, fade to black. Now you get more voiceover of James talking to himself about how he understands why he came to Silent Hill as the sounds of a car starting are heard. You hear the car speed up uh, and drive off as James says. Now we can be together. And then it fades in on an underwater shot as the context of Mary's letters scroll up and we hear her reading. The letter she wrote to him, and it's fucking sad. It is so sad. Um, you roll the credits, but that's one of the possible endings where James commits suicide at the end of the game by driving the car into the lake and killing himself. Um So did you get that, Andy? Did you ever you got that one when you played through ever get that one yourself?
1: uh so i've got the uh i never got the leave ending i've got the in the water ending okay leave yeah that's the next one i have written down and then i have the maria ending
0: yeah so the the other endings they're they're uh they can get on one playthrough you have this one to suicide you have leave and then you have maria so in the leave
1: ending two are only canonical and the other three are only actually available on replays yes
0: yeah we'll cover all that uh, so the, leave ending, the scene with James sitting at Mary's bedside happens, but the dialogue is different. Uh, in this one, she, she hands him a letter and tells him to go on with his life, saying, you know, I want you to live your life, I want you to be happy. James does not carry her body out of the room, and when Mary reads the letter in vo, instead of the underwater background, you get a foggy cemetery. Then, when Mary finishes the letter, we see Laura walk into view, followed by James, and the two of them walk off through the cemetery in the fog. That's the scene that they just left Silent Hill together and they went on with their lives. Uh, the Maria ending. Um, so instead of finding Mary looking out uh, on, on the rooftop, looking out away from you, when you arrive on the rooftop, she's sitting on a bed waiting for James. They talk about James killing her and the reasons behind it. This time Mary gets mad at James saying, do you think I could ever forgive you for what you did? Then she changes into her final form boss monster. After the fight, it cuts James, leaning up against the railing, looking out into the fog next to a hot dog cart, which is the same spot where you first meet Maria at the beginning of the game. Maria walks up, asking if he killed Mary again. He says it wasn't Mary. Mary is gone. James tells Maria that he wants her, wants her with him uh, next to him. like she, he's, He wants to be with her. She asks him if she's sure. James says yes. Come on, let's get out of here. Maria hands him Mary's letter. This time, when the letter gets read, the background is the overlooked parking lot to, uh, at the park area where the game starts. You see, like, the little uh, bathroom the, the the off to the side, and his car is parked there. When the letter finishes, we see James and Maria walk up a staircase and over to his car. About halfway to the car, Maria stops and starts coughing. Yeah, this is cool. James says, you better do something about that mm. cough. Roll credits. And indicating that suggesting Mar- that M- Maria is not gonna it's the whole process is gonna s- start again exactly. and be the same thing um then uh, we get the other endings so these um what I had some notes on these these you can only get um, you can you have to complete the game once at least once and then start a new game after that so in rebirth in this ending, after Mar- the Mary boss fight, it cuts to James back in the rowboat, rowing across the lake, and I think Mary's body is in the boat with him. This time, there is no Mary letter voiceover. Instead, it's a James voiceover talking about how he can't go on without Mary, and that there's a power in Silent Hill, a power of the old gods, power that can defy death itself. James rolls out to what looks like some kind of island with a building on it. It fades to Black Roll credits. So in this ending, basically we're assuming that James is looking for a way to bring Mary back to life.
1: Yeah. Resurrector. Resurrector. Stuff he's seen around the, 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 the levels. Yes. Um, then my two favorite endings. Yes.
0: Then there are the two joke endings. One, you find out this is, J- uh, uh, Cincinnati's favorite ending. You find out that a Shiba Inu dog has been controlling everything and is behind all of this. Kind of like a so, wizard of Oz man behind so the curtain thing. <laughs> the dog just controlling the events of the
1: entire game. Yep.
0: Um, When the credits roll, you get some comic, almost circus-sounding music accompanied by dogs barking as a credits roll. And James, like, sees, like, you were behind us the whole time? And dogs, like, woof. And he just, like, falls to his knees. He's, like, in disbelief and, like, crying or something like that. Um, And second is the James gets abducted by aliens, led. Led by Harry Mason from the first game. Yeah, he's helping the aliens, dude. That's so fun. And it's done in like a black and white silent movie-like uh, style. So Harry shows up with a fleet of UFOs. He asks James if he's seen his daughter, a young girl with short black hair. James asks Harry, have you seen my wife, Mary? Which is kind of funny. <laughs> then, while James is distracted by Harry, he gets blasted by an alien ray gun. Harry gives the alien a thumbs up, and the alien and Harry drag James away into a UFO, and the fleet flies away. The credits roll, and they, too, are like a black and white with old, like, 40s, uh, like, sci-fi music playing over them as, uh, as it dude, ends. It is so funny.
1: <laughs> I love the alien endings in these games. They're so – just crack me up, man. <laughs> They're so weird. well-written. See, that
0: makes sense now because I didn't know about the alien ending in the first game, but so why Harry shows up, and it makes sense now it that, it's so good That's really good so that that that's silent hill 2 the game and again just so good um very different than the first game uh the first game is definitely more i mean it had it, they're scary in the same but different ways first one was definitely more i think physical horror and some jump scares and just different and suspenseful second one had that too because you still had the fog you still had the the, the what you can't see what's lurking out there but it add, once add that that psychological aspect to it, and really start messing with your head and the reality like where you're, where you're at what's going on it just worked on a whole different level um that made i think in a lot of people's mind to say two still kind of stands out as kind of like the best of the series i think for a lot of people
1: this is the game that everybody sucks its dick off for the franchise they're like this is the best one this again another ps2 greatest hits it was released on xbox when they did the hd remakes for you know 360 and ps3 they didn't include one they only included two and three um and you hear this all the time this is one of the greatest horror video games i do like to i love the rotting flesh that 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 they were able to you know utilize the the new graphics everybody had rotting flesh on it which was really cool um it's super it's so much more lynch than Mm -hmm. the first one ever was and there's so much more uh such a highlight on psychological horror than there is jump scares and things like that but uh two is not my preferred one actually i like one and three equally um but this one, this one didn't do... So, the first one did gangbusters in Japan, like, out the gate. And then it was a little slow here, but then it took off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the opposite. Over here, 2 was very slow to sell in Japan. And they were even worried about even releasing it here because yeah. of that. They did, and and then it, it, it did gangbusters here much faster because everyone was anticipating it. And then from that point forward, uh, Silent Hill 3, there's almost a shift uh, with Silent Hill 3 on that it was very big western f- popular ip just not uh, not so much in, in japan not, not saying that it wasn't popular or you know uh but it just wasn't as big over there as it was here
0: um yeah so that you know that said that um that pretty much brings us to sign hill 3 so. And so i mean you talk about the music these the music is so good in these games like the 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 silent hill theme music which here in the intro is really good this music from silent hill 3 is this classic i think it's just it just sets the mood i, I hear this music i just like it's silent hill always it's... reminds me of you 2 really is <laughs> a weird. new year's
1: day <laughs>
0: <laughs> or whatever bono says uh, there you go there's the lyrics um, i forget a name that is like akira or akari Talat. I it's good it's good it's, it's very good, good music the,
1: all of them have it all
0: the music in the games are great so good but uh let fade that out so Silent Hill 3 this one was released in 2003 so two just two years after number two um, it's the first direct sequel in this series so far following the events of Silent Hill 1 um, now here's this weird like you you probably heard this because you do a lot of research but I did not know anything about this until I started looking into this more but Silent Hill 3 was originally planned to be a rail shooter mm-hmm. as a result of the initially slow sales of Silent Hill 2 in Japan which you just talked about uh, Silent Hill 3 was developed almost simultaneously alongside Silent Hill 4 The Room uh, Silent Hill 3 sold more than 300,000 copies by November of 2003 and was critically successful garnering garnishing praise from its presentation including the elements the graphics and audio as well as the overall horror elements and themes that are continue- continued from the past installments there were also minor criticisms of the game, of the game's short length and the gameplay mechanics uh, Silent Hill 3 is originally, like I said, plans as a rail not a direct sequel to the first Silent Hill game as a result of the initially slow sales and fan criticism of Silent Hill 2 in Japan, which you talked about uh, since I just mentioned according to Masahiro Ito Uh, This decision wasted considerable development time and part of the game's budget for Silent Hill 3. Uh, Eventually, the plan was discarded, although the concept of Silent Hill Rail Shooter was later explored in Silent Hill the Arcade in 2007, which I've never seen
1: nor played, or I don't know if it was even released in America. So that's why 2 and 3, there isn't that grand jump uh, that you got from 1 to 2, and that's why 3 is significantly shorter. They wasted, as you said, considerable amount of the budget on the rail shooter thing. And then they were also... Konami's also developed... So, Konami it was like a studio inside of Konami that they, like, acquired that was developing a game called Room 304. And then Konami's like, th- this, again, what they were trying to avoid, the, the team Silent was trying to avoid with the first game, was some fucking suit was like, that would make a great Silent Hill game. <laughs> so, guess what? Now it's a Silent Hill game. Call it Silent Hill The Room. And that's why Silent Hill 4 The Room is like that, which it actually... One, doesn't even take place in Silent Hill. Yeah. At all. And two, is just completely different from everything else because it's actually not a Silent Hill game. Don't get me wrong. They uh, they did some really good writing with that, which I know we're not talking about that game, but that's that's kind of we'll why... Talk, we'll, we'll talk
0: briefly, very briefly about uh, four and up after we
1: get through three, just to touch on them. Um, but, but that's why you didn't yeah. have enough money in three to make it as grand as it could have been and bigger than even two was.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, mm. definitely noticeable, especially in the length of three, because like two... Feels like it's probably like the longest and uh, the most, um, and I say, uh, intricate d- like definitely. And then three seems like it's still a good game in my opinion. It's still there, but it definitely is, It's definitely shorter.
1: Uh, Following it, a-, a guide on the first one, you can finish it in six, seven hours, yeah. ten if you're not right. Yeah, uh, two. It's a good sixteen-hour game. Probably, yeah. Right, and that's that's compared to like people are like fucking forty hours, fifty hours. Yeah, this is back then. Back and, back then, and this, I'm yeah. saying sixteen hours with a guide. That's a lot. That's a lot of content. It is three. Then. You're back down to ten.
0: Because so I remember like the Resident Evil games, like number one and two, like you were like racing the clock if you could, you know, beat in under eight hours and stuff yeah. like that. So like it was games were a lot different back then. It was before the big spawning, you know. So
1: this one is back to the length of almost the first one.
0: Yeah. So uh, the reception of Silent Hill 3 received, it received positive reviews. Uh, the PC version feared, didn't fare as well, with some reviewers drawing unfavorable comparisons to other combat-based games found on the PC platform, while others highlighted some technical issues such as poor gamepad controller support and blah, blah, blah
1: on the PC. Um, and this is, this is where it starts to make more of a push towards action. Yeah. And it, it, and, uh, it doesn't stop.
0: Yeah, um, and that's the problem. Like, it like, it, the same thing happened with Resident Evil to me, but at least this one got through two games before it went kind of more action-y. Um, but positive reactions were given to the general horror and atmosphere of the game, including truly horrifying sections. Uh, it packs some genuine scares, and the feeling of eeriness and doom is almost overwhelming. Some of the quotes of uh, the story... Told as part of the atmosphere is also received positively, making for a satisfying, coherent sequel. Although its status is such, man, it may be a little tough for people who haven't played the first game to understand, you know, um, that makes sense with despite the laudable effect to help people catch up. Uh, in addition, the graphics, audio, and production vibes were all credited with adding positively to the atmosphere. Because, Well, again, it's years later, graphics are better, sounds better. At all. The negative criticism for this game largely stemmed from the lack of uh, any innovations in the gameplay. The game doesn't do, quote-unquote, doesn't do anything major that the series hasn't already done before, does little in terms of innovation, and doesn't offer much beyond other titles in the series. Um, also criticized was the game's camera and control system, which despite having been improved from previous games, was described as awkward, disorienting, and motion sickness-inducing. Some criticism seemed from the length of the game, as it can be easily beaten in a handful of hours, which we just talked about. Other criticism include the less compelling story compared to the first two entries. Uh, again, I think a lot of that makes sense now, because when you hear about the reduced budget, they just didn't have time to really flesh it all out and do all that. It's kind of like, well, we have to kind of cram this in now and rush it out. So yeah, it does make sense that why... Those choices may be valid, but they're valid for a reason. It's not like they didn't weren't thinking or didn't want to do it. They just probably re- limited and
1: didn't have the, the option to. It's hard. First one, g- great game, small budget, but they did everything they could because and nobody was there, watching them. And
0: there was no expectations. For yeah, it, there, it was a, basically a. Bri- bri- now you're at number play. three,
1: and you've made one of the what's considered one of the greatest horror games of all time. Yeah, like this is a giant fucking spotlight, and you're under a microscope. Yes, like you are expected to deliver, and you already have a diminished budget. And you still got to come in on time now because it needs to come out. It's an expected yes. delivery date. So I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna cut corners and you're gonna do what you've got to do to get it done because Konami is a horrible fucking place to work. <laughs> so you know, that's that's why it's it it, it suffered. It's a bummer because yeah. I think it gets a bad rap. I do
0: too. I remember really liking three, um, at the time. I also I mean I was gonna talk about this later, but I'll, I just, so I don't forget, but. I also liked Cheryl in the game. Like Cheryl becomes one of my like my favorite characters. Like all the people you play, Harry, Jason, Cheryl. Like I really enjoyed Cheryl. I enjoyed uh, uh, Jason too. Like Harry may have been my least favorite of all of them. But again, that could be also just because you look at the back at like graphically and, and, and the platform is on just so far you know worse or behind than what the newer games were. So it made it harder to get into them. And he looked the least. Uh, Human, you know, like he was all poly- describing. But I don't mm-hmm. know. But I like Shiro. I liked. Uh, I liked her character. Um, it's great. I love. It's, it's, honestly, it's the first time you're playing a female character in the game too. It's at this point, and as far as I remember, I think it's the only time in the franchise you play a female character, if I can recall correctly. I believe so. So. Uh, I, well, you, I, you
1: get to do the uh, the, the Maria stuff. Well, or whatever that's yeah, that, that's like a mini two. Yeah, that's not a full
0: game though, and that was like basically bonus content. I'm not really counting that.
1: That's true. That's true. So,
0: basically, which Sign Hill Three follows a now grown up or well teenage Cheryl Mason from the first game. Uh, you open at the Lakeside Amusement Park, throws you right into the creepy, messed up otherworld. world. Um, you, the giant pink bunny mascot suit with blood all over its face. Uh, it's funny because that bunny. Is that's the source of where people familiar with the game for Dead by Daylight, that's one of the uh killer skins the Legion can wear when you're running around a giant bunny costume. That's from this game. Um some people might not know that. Um
1: now isn't Cheryl's name Heather in this?
0: Yeah, they they this is where this is where shit gets confused in Silent Hill. Like the the plot gets confused with the names here Cause Cheryl now goes by Heather, but Heather's also basically Alessa uh, like two and it, it's weird. Um, the but, reincarnation thing yeah. is it gets really weird. They don't explain it very well. Um so basically at this point, now uh, you talk about how long it took to get out of the bathroom in number two. <laughs> for me, the first time I played this game, I was getting fucking mad because I could not figure out where to fucking go with this amusement. I just ran around this empty amusement park. Dude, fuck amusement parks in Silent Hill, man. For fuck them. yeah, for like for like hours like where do I go? What am I supposed to do? There's no items to find, there's no gauge, there's no keys finally you you end up on like you you're supposed to go to this roller coaster where you go through like a turnstile or something but because of the graphics again the background it doesn't look like a door or like a gate you can open it's just kind of there kind of kind of hanging open but it doesn't look like oh i can go through here i must have ran by that thing like a Twenty th- fucking times trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go in this opening sequence. That was my big complaint about number three. That's, was I couldn't figure out what the fuck to it's do. It's kind of all Silent Hill. There's
1: like, <laughs> unless they tell you directly where to go, like or to do, you're like, the fuck am I supposed to figure this out? Like, yeah. How? Um. So Browner. you end up on a
0: roller coaster where you get hit by the roller coaster and killed, and you wake up in a diner in a mall. Um. Cheryl talks to her dad on a payphone, says I'm on my way home, and this starts the game proper. Um, and this is the first time where the uh, where the uh, where the other world expands outside of Silent Hill itself, which is also kind of weird to thing because in the first two games, Silent Hill was just contained to Silent Hill. The Foggy World, the Other World, is all there. Now it's creeping outside the town borders into wherever the hell you are. Which I don't know where. I can't remember if they even tell you where this is actually taking place at this point. But it's again a big jump from the previous games. Um, now, for time's sake, I'm not gonna. I, I didn't go into much detail on this one, uh, so I'm gonna run through the plot, and maybe we'll talk about some stuff as we go. But I'm just gonna run through the plot, basically run it down, um, and and, set, and try to make this go
1: a little faster. So than what we did So the, in the, re- first the reason before you move on, sorry, okay, the reason right. before that for that is because uh, the the nightmare world is happening around Heather, and that's why it's taking yes. place outside of the tunnel because of the. Whole deity reincarnation thing that took place in the first one—that's why it's happening. I I mean, I
0: I understand it now after playing, but at the time, it's like it again. It's not very clear at first, but you kind of almost have to guess that what's happening. But that's why, and it kind of makes sense. Like you can, no, you can take the demon girl out of Silent Hill, but you can't take Silent Hill out of the demon girl or some shit like that. There's (laughs) like a,
1: there is like a, I wouldn't call it a throwaway line because it it explains it, but it's like literally like a sentence or two later, some random dialogue that explains because uh, they there's no so many gods and yeah things that they name was because this is the cult is back in this one yes um that they, they 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 do explain it but you like gotta catch it yeah that like oh it would happen because of such and such like they don't they don't mention heather they don't mention her name mm-hmm. or cheryl or anything they talk about the god and like what can happen around it and then you're like oh okay that must be what's happening with heather it's fucking random line yeah it's really weird i don't even know what part of the game i also say in. there's
0: a lot more i think readable materials in this game there are there's a you read a lot of
1: journals and like diaries and text in this game than they did in the, uh, in the previous they were one. trying to they were trying to beef up the story and they you know because they were limited on the budget they wanted to give you that content that so everything you read is, is essentially stuff that you were sent to, uh, they had set expectations the to experience yeah. but you couldn't so they put it down in text form for yes. you um, so they should get some kind of – they tried to fill in the gap. And they had uh, minor success in Japan at this point with a Game Boy Advance port of the original Silent Hill, Ooh. but it was only a novelization, like a – basically like a <laughs> choose-your-own-adventure novel on the Game Boy Advance, which they never – I don't think they had yeah. any here. That's I know that crazy. didn't come out here, but I don't know if anything like that came out here. But I've never uh, heard of that. It was very – it was popular in Japan. Uh, didn't come here so uh, that's, just, that's uh, that, that was 2003 as well so they they were like yeah like why don't instead of instead of making that content we'll just cut it out put it in text form and and uh, hopefully it'll be fucking popular
0: so Silent Hill like I said takes place uh, uh, we open with Heather's nightmare uh, being trapped in Derek amusement Park county, killed by the roller coaster she wakes at a burger restaurant before she leave the shopping mall and return home to her father private uh, detective Douglas Cartland confronts her claiming to have information about her birth Heather doesn't want anything to do with it, evades him, and discovers that the mall now is mostly abandoned except for monsters. Uh, She encounters Claudia, a mysterious woman who hints that Heather will be instrumental in bringing about a paradise on earth. Heather soon finds herself in the other world version of the mall, monster filled, bloodstained and decaying, and eventually returns to the original shopping mall where she finds Douglas again. She confesses that he confessed that Claudia had hired him to find her, Although he denies any prior knowledge of the other world or any greater agenda of Claudia's at this time. Heather leaves, Heather Cheryl leaves the mall and resolves to take the subway home. When she returns home to her apartment, she discovers. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot to do in the subway. You get chased by monsters, all that. I'm just kind of skimming through this basic thing here, real quick. Uh, She returns home to her apartment. She discovers that her father, Harry Mason from the first game, was murdered on Claudia's order. Claudia informs her that Harry's murder was out of revenge and to engender hatred in Heather uh, before leaving. Claudia tells her that she will be waiting for her in Silent Hill.
1: Basically, she's trying to corrupt her, uh, to to turn the spirit in her. It's very the, Jedi. Dark yeah, side. Exactly, it's I was very say. Turn to the it's dark very Star side. Wars, yeah. yeah. So there's a spirit inside her, right, from the reincarnation scene that we saw in the first game, and uh, and Claudia is trying to corrupt it. Yes. And and, and uh, let the evil fall it's through. It's very you. Palpatine Anakin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because, if she does, she knows that she can unleash, unleash the evil that they attempted to uh, unleash it's in the, the first the, game yes. on the world.
0: So, intent on killing Claudia, Heather resolves to go to Silent Hill and accepts Douglas' officer Offer to drive her there On the journey there Heather learns From a journal Left by her father Harry That she was the baby Left to him At the end of the game Of the first Silent Hill game So she's the Miracle Divine From the good The good ending Yeah the good ending The one that I guess her and
1: harry and sybil raised i don't know i never because i because they don't they don't i don't think they you never hear about sybil you never three. hear about sybil again. so it's it's the ending it's not the good plus ending it's just the good ending where harry gets the baby but there is no sybil
0: okay um so uh because of this because she is the recurrent reincarnation of alessa the girl originally intended to birth the cult's god which was, was it semi or something or something Semi-L. semi-out Claudia intends for her to bring forth the god Arriving in a seemingly abandoned fog shroud town Heather sets out to find Leonard In a local hospital uh, revered to be Revealed to be Claudia's abusive father He intends to dispose of Claudia As cult leader And attacks Heather after learning that she is not a member of the cult Now when you brought
1: that up in 2 This is the hospital
0: Yes this is the same hospital in 2 uh, This is Brookhaven again Yeah so, um, yeah, the two and three connect a lot of locations of the similar locations in um, three. Yeah.
1: You go, you pretty, not everywhere, but like you go to locations from one and, and all two. the greatest hits basically. That's right. All yeah. the big ones. Yeah. It's kind of, it's cool. It is cool. I, I just want to think as one of the positives I wrote later.
0: Um, so, uh, where was it? Uh, father, disposing of cold there. Um, Heather, you know, you, you, you defeat Leonard. Uh, in the hospital. She journeys to the local church via via the local amusement park.
1: Uh is this chick with the amusement parks.
0: Yeah. Uh at, at Douglas's request, when Heather arrives at the amusement park, she finds him wounded having tried to stop Claudia. He can at this point, Douglas considers killing Heather himself to stop the guy from being born but decides against it. There's actually this scene is actually really good. The conversation they have between them is actually a really good scene uh if you watch the whole thing it, it's well written. it's very well
1: written dialogue in that scene um because she doesn't uh, she he's making sense to her yes she's not like no my life he's like she's very on almost on board with it yeah like he's very convincing of it and it, and it even to you the player you're like that makes a lot of fucking sense mm-hmm. um heather reaches this
0: uh the church and learns that Claudia who was Alessa's childhood friend intends to bring about the God's birth to remake the world into a paradise through fire and brimstone all this mass murder all that shit Heather confronts her (laughs) this is where shit gets really because I'm gonna read this because it's it's, this is at the like lowest basic sense of what happens here without going into crazy shit because it gets weird so she
1: pukes a baby She
0: pukes a baby yes right Heather confronts her and vomits out a fetal fetus deity, a baby God, a nourished full of hatred, full of her hatred. Yes. So a Sith Lord, basically. Um, and with the aid of a supernatural substance given to her by Harry before his death. So basically what happens is she starts, she starts turning Claudia or not Claudia, Sybil, not Sybil. God damn it. Heather Cheryl starts like turning red. And she started, and so she, I think she opens up this locket of her dad. And inside the locket is this red liquid, which is the red drug you throw at Sybil in the first game.
1: Exactly. It's, to make her get rid of the little the slug thing that's inside yes. of her. So
0: she, like, drinks it or licks it or something. And that causes her to vomit up the fetus god, uh, nourished by hatred. Which, which then Claudia. It gets a little crazier. Yeah, that's like crazy. So Claudia's like, oh my god, what did you do? Claudia rushes over to the fetus Fetus guy, the hate baby, the hate baby, <laughs>
1: and swallows it. She eats a baby. She eats a baby, like anthropophagous kind of fucking eats the baby, eats the fucking baby, um, and she
0: swallows it whole. To Heather's horror, she Claudia dies. It at, doesn't stop there, folks. Nope. She Claudia dies. Then after birthing the baby so again, Claudia swallows the fetus. And gives birth to a god and then dies. <laughs> Heather, you have to fight this. Now it's the fucking final boss. Now it's the final boss fight of the game. Um, so eventually you, you fight the boss, you fight, fight, and you win. All right? So, again, so, there's so so to recap,
1: yeah. Heather pukes up a baby. Yes. Literally. <laughs> literally. Claudia's like, not on my watch. Eats the That's baby. That's some good eating right there. Dies <laughs> mm-hmm. from eating said baby. And then births it. So it travels from her mouth into her stomach and then out her vagina. Yes, correct. And then now it's a god. Now
0: it is a full-blown
1: god with
0: wings and giantness and
1: it's it's crazy looking. And you thought the second one was weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um so also we didn't mention like this we left out Vincent as a character in this game, who Vincent turns out to be Claudia's son, and who's like trying to help. Cheryl or Heather throughout this thing but in his, for his own for his own reasons and then Claudia kills her own son before she gives birth
1: to the baby he's to trying him. to stop his mother but not like he's not on the side of good he's no, doing, he's he's doing it for very selfish reasons yes. he just like wants to punish his mom essentially yeah pretty much
0: but we gloss over him um, so then after that you you defeat the god baby the baby god or whatever the fuck it is um, there's again three more endings appear in the game there's the normal ending which is the only ending available on the first playthrough of the game. This sees Heather um, and Doug survive. She goes back out. You see, she exits the final. Conference. She goes, finds Douglas still alive, leaning up against the park bench, and she she thinks she's with it. She's holding a knife. She's like, and he's like, is it over? And she's like, yes, but the only thing left is I have to kill you. And she's like, lunges to kill me. she's like, ah, just joking. And they have this sentimental moment where she's like, um, you no. Know, uh, something like you know, so is, you can go back to what's your name? Heather's like no, like uh, it's Cheryl. That's the name my dad gave me, or something like that. And so we go back to that. That's the ending Those two survive. Then there's the possessed ending, uh, where Heather kills Douglas, uh, which you don't even really see though. It's kind of like you just walk out, you see that he Douglas is dead on the ground, blood, on him, and you see Cheryl holding a knife, and that that's it. You don't actually see her kill him. So I, it's weird you call it a possessing because it just looks like you walked out there
1: and he just died on his own. I always... I never... Three did not have... Uh, good endings like yeah. or Lord, I thought interesting endings like one and two did. I agree. So my understanding of this one is, and again, this is my own interpretation of it. Is that after the fight, yeah, in and her- Cheryl Heather's mind, uh, I killed the evil god, but really it was just a struggle for power, and the god eventually possessed her, and she killed Douglas off screen. Yeah, that's basically what I get out of too. It.
0: But do the, even get call that a possess? I think mean, is is because that. The entire scenario that you just said, which I agree, is left up to your imagination. You have to think of it because otherwise all you see is just her standing over his dead body. There's nothing that implies that she killed him. At all. Um, So, and then there's the revenge ending. Yay! I love this one. It's my favorite one in three. Um, Which, it is a joke ending. uh, Accessible by performing certain
1: in-game actions. Um, so it's very reminiscent of one. So to get the to get the aliens to come in the first one, mm-hmm. you have you pick up an object on a playthrough and you have to activate it at like six or seven locations in the game in the first one on the PlayStation. Uh, you have to do almost the exact same thing here yes. in this you one. You have to get
0: like some like the Heather's gem or something like that, and you have to use it in different locations and do mm-hmm. this. Just like uh, some of the things in, like I did mention about in the uh, in number two, where like when I mentioned when you're going down that hallway near the end and you're hearing the. Mary's conversation with James. Like, if you listen to that entire voiceover conversation, you get one ending. But if you, like, if you run down the hall and open the door before the conversation ends, it can it's one thing that triggers one of the, the bad endings. Yeah, you'll either and get
1: it, the Mary or Maria ending, depending
0: yeah, on depending, that. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's one of the triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, So, it's a joke ending, like I said, uh, Heather reunites with Harry, and <laughs> this is, yeah, this was her. And Harry, so she goes home. She she goes back home, homes in her house. Harry... um. Orders his UFOs because you know, because he's been abducted by aliens in the first game to blow up Silent Hill. So she's like, he gets back. Um, I have some more on this in a second, but uh, I, I, hold on, let's, I'll do this right. Um, so, um, where's the UFO? Yeah, so basically, what happens at the point where Cheryl in the game, where if you do all the stuff you need to uh, activate this ending in end game, so when the point in the game where she gets through the subway and she returns home to her apartment. She returns home and finds her father dead. Only this time, Harry's still alive. She tells Harry about Claudia and Silent Hill. Harry is who's hanging out with his alien buddies because they're like t- playing poker or something together. And, and James from number two is also there. Yes, uh, They decide to take revenge on Silent Hill for messing with Cheryl. So they gather up their UFO fleet fly off, and destroy Silent Hill by bombing it and laser beaming it into rubble. This is great. <laughs> so they cut out the entire, and the game the entire third there. act. Yeah, the game just ends right there. You don't even have to play the game after yeah. that. <laughs> Done.
1: No no baby eating or nothing. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, you have to do that, you have to acquire the heather beam, then replay the game, use, at least th- use the beam to kill at least 30 monsters um, before you get to Harry's apartment. Um, so that's that one. Um, the possessed ending to acquire the possessed ending. You must kill over 100 enemies displayed in the results screen. You must also acquire 1000 points of damage. So basically let every monster in the game hit you once. Forgive the person in the confession box, which is fucking creepy. Uh, since you spend much of the game being uh, a vicious killer there for killing everything and taking damage, uh, the possession ending cues in, um, so it cannot be required in your first playthrough. Um, and is best, uh, try it if you want to do it at the normal or hard mode of the game. And with the unlimited submachine gun, which you get from after one of the playthroughs. Um, so that's basically, uh, it, uh, so I, I will say the normal ending, you kill God, you kill the God, Cheryl and Doug both live the credits roll and Cheryl as the credits roll is kneeling down in front of Harry's grave as music and credits roll. Um, Few things I want to talk about for this game, some other spooky shit that I liked. Um, that again, we gloss over. One, um, I'm gonna say this last because I actually have the sound by this, I'll play for you. Um, so the horses on the carousel when you get back to this format, if you hit them, actually neigh like they're alive, which is fucking weird because they're obviously not, but they acted. Um, I like when you fight your darker evil half in the other world carousel too, like Evil Cheryl. Oh, yeah, fight Evil Cheryl. That's a, that's a really good one. Um, and then we talk about in the, uh, the 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 crying girl in the confessional booth in the church is also really good. I think that's kind of a creepy scene too. It's like who's this mystery girl? Why is she here? Why is she crying? Because you
1: don't even have to do that part. No, she's yeah. when you go into the church, she's it's a faint crying, and as you move towards the, the confessional, it obviously gets louder. And then there's one you can go into, and then you can do it. But you don't have to do it at all. It's not part of any any any. You don't need to do it unless you want that one ending. But, like, it's just so weird. They, I love the shit that they do that. And they didn't have – two didn't have little side quests. It was essentially the decisions that you made at the end of the game that would affect your endings pretty yeah. much. Uh, you know, this one has that again, much like the first one, right? That's And that's that's why I like it so much. Um, So this other thing other, –
0: other moment that I like, I thought was really creepy and kind of scary, again, harkens back kind of to the first game – where you're walking, it happens when you're in the other world and a phone starts ringing. Um, I like in the first game and you answer the phone, and it's like your daughter or baby girl uh, talking to you. But in this one it is a fucking creepy ass guy who starts singing happy birthday. Um, And it's so, it's really creepy. It's really, I thought it was scary. I actually uh grabbed a sound bite of this. So I'm going to actually play this whole, this, this, this part of the uh, game for you. And you just got to check out how creepy and weird it is. Cause can you mind you're, when you get to this part of the game, you're in the other world, so it's all metal, rust, and there's nothing there. And you hear a phone ringing in a locker. You open up a locker, and there's a payphone just thrown in this locker. There's a bust up broken payphone that starts ringing. Just and more callbacks, yeah. no
1: pun intended to the first yeah. one.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, here's, here's, what, here's that se- sequence.
2: birthday, dear. Oh, I forgot your name. Who are you? Oh, okay, thanks. Happy birthday, dear. Who are you? Happy birthday to you. Happy 31st birthday.
1: Is this Leonard? That's the murderous
2: name. Not my name. I'm not your beloved stanley either he's underground now his new name is number 7 ah <laughs> oh, but don't worry about that now it's time to celebrate your birthday you've got
1: me mistaken for someone else I'm today's
2: not, mistaken. not... Today is your 24th birthday, and I have a present for you. Which do you prefer, to give pain or to receive it? You can have the one you hate the most. (laughs) Happy birthday to
0: you. that's the whole phone call
1: and i lo- it's such a to me that's such a creepy good moment like it's so what it's it's real it's it's very it's kind of dumb when you when he first sings it and it gets a little silly and then when he's like that's the murder yeah then it just fucking just takes it all the way to the top yeah. You're like all right now i'm fucking Terrified. He's like, and oh, that's not Stanley either. It's okay,
0: like, it's very, whoa! Yeah. it's very scream all for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just,
1: that's the first part. It's it's silly. I crack up every time. <laughs> but it's so good. And then
0: like, it's also weird as far as like 31st birthday, she's like she's like turning 18, and then it just goes from 34 to 24. I'm like, why did the number change? I'm like, but I believe if I remember, like, 34 or 24, I think is like a code you need to or something later in the game. But um, it's just so, it's such a great, again, just a great. Example of all the weird, crazy, creepy ass shit that and goes on. That's another on in these thing games. that I don't
1: think you need to activate, right? You don't need to do. I that don't
0: part. think so. And like number seven, when you say he's number seven now, is like is, is corresponds to a corpse in one of the rooms that's underneath the sheet. There's this room full of corpses, all have numbers on them, and he, number seven is the one. He's I guess. He's full you'd... of jelly beans. Yeah, he's full of jelly beans. Um, so I mean, that's yeah. So that's that's basically Silent Hill three. Um, it does seem to get a lot of um. Some people, I guess, dog it for some reason. I probably because I the reasons I said at the beginning, because of the lower budget and
1: rush it, time. But it's not two. But, there's more action. It's a shorter game. There was no big jump like right. they did from one to two. So there were people were expecting and a lot obviously, more. It's
0: clearly not as psychologically disturbing as number two was. So maybe think of stuff back there. But I still think overall it was a solid game. It gave us Cheryl, who I think was a great character. Um, I, I really, you know, I liked her. I kind of like the. The cult thing's a little weird, but at the same time, I like that they brought, brought, brought it Fro back Circle and with it didn't Ger- really have
1: to bring back the whole drug ring thing, yeah, they didn't which do is, is never mentioned again. No, it's
0: not. Um, so that's – I mean, that's the first – the big three in the series. That's the first three. And that's, to me, that's really all that matters. That's really, to me, when you say you just one through three, call it a day. Yeah. But no, of course, like all gaming franchises, they keep going on pumping them out. So then came number four, The Room, which I won't lie – I never played it. It did not appeal to me. I was like I don't want to be stuck in this room or doing this. I never played four. I've watched some videos on. it. I'm like, okay. They, obviously, they get rid of. They do get out of the room and do some stuff. And, and but again, it's not in Silent Hill proper. Doesn't take place in Silent yeah. Hill at all. And it tries to introduce some more weird lore with Walter Sullivan and stuff. They try. They they try to touch back on him later in the series too. But um, they start making up more shit. It gets at this point. It goes down the. the I think it goes starts going down the Resident Evil rabbit hole. Like it just kind of starts going like we're making shit because we have to um
1: yeah cuz i mean and they they were trying some stuff for sure they really tried it with the the next next 2 which was one was origins which was a prequel yes but it was it was dumb it wasn't origins i think was he the one with
0: uh the the truck driver then that was mm-hmm. one of the truck driver yeah and then there first was first
1: it came out on the PSP and then they released it on the PS2 Okay,
0: and then there was Downpour, which we, where you play a, a criminal being escorted in a bus that wrecks, and you're-
1: yeah, that came out on uh, PS3 and Xbox, because Shattered Memories came out on PS2 and Wii, and that's the remake. of Yeah, Silent I want to talk 1. about Shattered Memories because after, but after
0: Downpour, thing was Homecoming. Um, That's the last one. I did play Homecoming for a bit. That I one's actually pretty good. I never finished it. It's ne- much more action. Yeah, it's very Resident Evil. Very, 5. very. Yes, exactly. Uh, again, the storyline isn't. I don't think is very, science hilly. It gets, it gets again. It goes back to the background of like the founders of the town. Let's make up all this backstory that really I think takes away from the actual games of the first two. Their scariness and their mysteriousness and. I don't. we started adding that backstory stuff. I'm like, to me, it took away what made the first game so good.
1: They started adding new gameplay elements. Yeah. more jump scares. One of the big things is like breakable weapons. Like your your weapons break, and yeah. it's like a real pain in the ass to to have to deal with. It's very dumb. In some games, they break too fast, and some like you carry so many, it's it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, then they came silent or
0: shattered memories, which was kind of a reimagining of the first. Silent Hill game. One and maybe three or two. I think it combined elements of both or some of the other. So it
1: starts very similar to one. But and I kind of liked it. It quickly takes a fucking left turn yeah. to... Like instead of no, you don't go to like the elseworld nowhere places. You go to like ice worlds. Yeah,
0: it's like ice instead of instead of rusty metal and tetanus world. It's just it's ice and yeah, it's um, the
1: fucking it's the uh, it's the poltergeist area from *Resident three three. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom but, Skerritt's there. But I think like to me, it's
0: kind of like what to this game. I, can, I maybe it, correct me if wrong, but it's kind of like um, I look at like the *Walking Dead* comic book and the *Walking Dead* show, like shattered memories is like the walking dead, the show, whereas instead of the comic where it doesn't, you know, follow the comic religiously, but there's, there's the characters. Yeah. There's the world environment, but they change it enough that it's not exactly a, you know, shot for shot or a complete remake of the first game. They cut their own tw- touches on it and make it something new. Um, so again, I haven't played it, but I've seen, I've, I've seen enough videos on it. Um, that I kinda like the some of it seemed kind of interesting. Like I kinda like, mm, I'm intrigued to maybe try playing it someday. Um, I don't know. Did you ever actually play this one? I have it on the Wii. Okay.
1: And I've never finished it because Um when I got it I liked the Wii and I don't mind the whole fucking moving the shit around. Uh, but by like the time I'd got it on the Wii, I'd like already moved on from that console. So Right. I just I played it a little bit, then I just kinda haven't gone back. Yeah. But like I had had a bad taste of Silent Hill at that time. I hadn't played Homecoming or Downpour yet, but I had done Origins, which I didn't care for. I had done this one, which I hadn't finished, but I had, I had a, I have a, I have a PS Vita, so I got Book of Memories, which is like I, the last, last Silent Hill game ever made. But it is a straight up dungeon crawling RPG which one Shadow Memories? Here? Book of Memories. Book of Memories. On, the, okay. on it's only on the Vita and it is a no joke hands down 100% fucking <laughs> turn-based battle fucking RPG game. Weird.
0: That's fucking strange.
1: Like that that, that again that should not be Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, Trust me. So then I was
0: like, all right, well I I, I, I know. And that, that's a that's a, that's sad about this franchise. Like it started off so good, so iconic, so groundbreaking. And then just kept pumping more into it because
1: Konami's, you know, greedy money hunting. And did, they- well, they they stopped letting uh, Team Silent... So Team Silent, uh, they worked on 1 through 3, mm-hmm. no questions asked. And then with 4, like I said, it was being developed by uh, an independent studio that Konami had owned, and then they forced it into a Konami game, or a Silent Hill game, and Team Silent was a part of it. But well, that is the last game. After that, everything is, it was developed over here in the West. So Western, Americanized Konami studio did everything after that, and that's why there was such a drastic change um, you know that four yeah big drastic changes, but we're, it's really not a Silent Hill game yeah so consider, don't even count that so then like you move on to the next ones it's like well these are all developed by people over here who cannot think the same way that Team Silent does and so they just ran it into the ground and Konami's like well people are gonna buy it because it's got Silent, Silent Hill they, exactly it's essentially the Pokemon approach. You fucking slap Pokemon on again. game, people don't pay for it. Yeah, I'm a sucker. I, I think the it. same
0: thing that happened with Resident Evil. Once you, once you got five, six, and like five and six were the same way like, with Resident Evil. Like, oh, yeah. Bible Bible Resident Evil and Operation Raccoon City and Operation... Or, uh, oh, that <laughs> guy. Nachos got fucked on that one. And Resident Evil Survivor and all this shit. Like, they, people buy you slap that name on it. it like, And they suck. They just, yeah. Eventually, it sucks to see, like, so many good franchises go down, end up going down that road to ruin, basically. Um...
1: Well, it, 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 I'd say that uh, consumers are equally to blame. Oh, you, yeah, oh yeah. Because when you when you buy something, you're like, it's not new enough. It's like, well, no, I fucking kept the same thing, but I gave you a new game. Like, isn't that? If I change it too much, you get pissed. Mm-hmm. If I don't change it enough, you get pissed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah, it's, it's a, a double edged sword. You damned if you're, you do, you damned if you don't. don't.
0: Exactly. Um, but overall, like, I still, Cyan Hill to I me, mean, one through three will always be a, have a special place in my memories and my gaming history and, and nostalgia um i i look back at that and i know so especially aaron uh bringing back i know he is 100 through through resident evil guy um i look back and i love resident evil too they was so when they first came out it was great first time but looking back as, as i kind of think as, i kind of think i'm more of a when it comes to the horror aspect of it horror scariness the mental The mental fluctuation that puts you through, like I'm much more. I think I'm a Silent Hill guy. At the end of the day, I have much. I think they're the better games overall when it comes to horror and the uh, psychology of it all, and just uh, the. I think there's some of the best horror games, especially maybe not. They won't hold necessarily to like some of the games today because again, better graphics, better storytelling, more they're able to do more things. But for the time that those of these games came out, 99 to 2003. In that time period, I don't think you can find anything better at horror games than the Silent Hills, the first three. I, I don't think anything really holds a light to those games. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts on that. If you if you
1: have a counter argument or a counterpoint, or or if you just agree. Uh so I am very much uh, in the camp of Resident Evil, yeah. but I'm not as close-minded as this Aaron Southworth <laughs> that you speak of, that fucking smooth buttery voice that he has. Um, I had no problem venturing out to it. Now I like I like Resident Evil because I'm a big zombie guy, right? Oh yeah, but, like, I too. I love Silent Hill, and I think it's a great. Those first three games are just fantastic. They're just so much fun, and they're very scary. That you should never you should never pigeonhole yourself and be like, no, I only want this because this is what I want. like. You're really missing out, and. And, and and get on board now because I will tell you as a game collector, it's harder and harder to come by these. It shouldn't be. You want to look? Like, go to eBay. You're gonna look up Silent Hill PlayStation One, and it's a hundred dollars or more. It shouldn't be. No, it sold multiple millions of copies. That's why it's a PS1 greatest hit. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a lot of them out there. It should never be that expensive, but it is for whatever reason. So if you, well, again, nostalgia
0: staking and people, and and then there's people who are just idiots who think, oh, it's an old game, and trying yeah. to. So you can scary, get it. you know
1: things like every old game out there can I can jack up prices because it's old now. you so. can get it for cheap on the PlayStation store for like your PS3, maybe I don't know if you can get it. Yeah, you yeah, on
0: Xbox, I got like the
1: the uh so you can get Silent for, Hill HD collection. Yeah. So you, you can get bet. the first one for 5 bucks. You can get the HD collection. You can still buy now for $20 to $25. Yeah. I would recommend that. That gives you 2 and 3 uh so you can experience these games for uh, for all an in investment of $30. Yeah. That's a fucking hell of a deal. And I, I want—I do want
0: to clarify. I'm not saying I'm Silent Hill over Resident Evil all the way. I, I, I'm not saying that. Right. I love Resident Evil too, and I was—I mean, I love zombie games. Like I have—I can't count the number of zombie games I've bought. It's just and have, different. Sometimes just I'm in the mood for steak.
1: Sometimes I want fucking tacos. But
0: I'm just saying in comparison, because they get compared so often that they're in that the survival horror genre. Mm-hmm. That um, you feel like you had to pick us And I'm—I'm I'm saying when it comes to the actual horror aspect of it. Signed Hill to me takes the cake as they're scarier. They're they, much they, scarier. They game. Fill, They actually fill. I think the category of horror more than Re, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, yes, it's zombies and those everything. Well, that's horror game because it has zombies. It's not Resident Evil at the base of now is really more of an action game now. Run and gun, shoot with puzzles. It, it be, they became that first one had some great jumps had some great moments and I will always remember the fucking first time I walked down that goddamn hallway <laughs> and the dogs jumped the through that window. Jumps out that, at you? that was one of the best all-time best jump scares I would say in gaming because that because that's that was the the founding father of survival horror and jump scares was that moment I remember in 1996 sitting in Aaron's basement Aaron and I had played that game already and again I mentioned my friend Ty We're like Ty you got to come over and play this game you got to play this game it's so cool and we knew what was coming. So Aaron and I were sitting there off to the side watching him play. And we're like kinda of like Mr. Burns and our figure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as he comes up on that hollow, we're like looking at it like, yes, yeah, it's about to happen. And the dog jumped and he's like, ah he, and watch him jump for the first time. So I mean, I get them. Resident Evil had those moments in the first game, but quickly after that, like even in number two, it started lo- going more towards the action uh I think starting to get away from the horror and starting to go more to action, but I think and Silent Hill you, maintained that horror aspect longer and did it better.
1: Well, because, in, like like you said, to build on that, Resident Evil, the musical cues let you know you're safe. Certain rooms, yeah. you know, that things can't get into. You're good. You're safe. You're fine. You can take a moment to breathe. In Silent Hill, you don't get that. Uh, the, it's always intense. Yes. You never know what's around the next corner. And even if you've played it before, it, there's, no, there's no reprieve. Like if you go into a house, yes, if you've played it you're like, "All right, I don't know nothing's going to get me here, but the music doesn't tell you that." Like it's no. it's always intense, you're always on edge in these first 3 yeah. games. It's it's a it's a pain in the ass to be perfectly honest with you.
0: And like well, part of it is like I said, they they do that they they do the uh you know the the uh the showing not telling type thing or they or it's different, that's not really right. but I mean they they don't show you everything. You have that it's so all that, this
1: stuff going on in the background yeah, that you hear, the, but don't the see. The
0: fog, the darkness, you can't see it, but you can hear it. And that just puts you on edge, and it adds to that fear factor. And like I said, Resident Evil, you see everything there. You see all the zombies. Oh, oh, there's a bunch of bodies like that. Okay, I know those guys can come back to life. I can just tell. Or mm-hmm. I walk in this room, there's a zombie there, there's a zombie there. Okay, here's my path through. Yeah. You can see it all. I so in hell didn't do that? you They basically took your, your, your sight away from you, which was one reason that made it, again, so damn scary and intense for its time. Um, but those are the games. The games were a success, and that brings us to the movies that launched. It launched two movies that I'm, uh, Silent Hill, two movies uh that were that were made. Uh, I think what we're gonna do beca- uh is we're gonna make this a two-parter for times We're gonna so turn back. We will do cover Silent Hill the movies uh in part two of this Silent Hill retrospective. Uh, but for now we're just gonna end it here Bringing the you
1: more of that content that yes. you crave.
0: Thank you, Cincinnati Jeff. Uh, so yeah turn back we'll, we'll uh, tune in next time for part two of the Silent hill retrospective when we'll cover the movies uh we'll talk about those and you know whatever else i don't know but uh so i hope you enjoy it. if you haven't go play the games check them out you i don't think you'll be disappointed they're really good yes they're old they might not hold up graphically but the stories hold up the the themes hold up and it's definitely worth checking out if you have not played them already um, with that said, again, thanks for listening. Thank you very much for Cincinnati Jeff. From Here Comes the Spooky Podcast, check them out as well. Uh, he'll be, Cincinnati Jeff will be back with me for uh, the movie, for part two. But till then, guys, watch more horror movies and play
2: more horror games. And always, stay spooky and keep it tight.